Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, pleasant good evening to all of you out there in Radio Land. Welcome to the Cricket Show. It's 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and you know when that happens, what happened? We are having a wonderful show, hoping that wherever you are, you are indeed enjoying a pleasant weather condition. We are enjoying some great, great weather. I hope all is well. Just let me say hello to Mertris Nesbitt and Mr. Dennis Seed. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mr. Francis. Mr. Dennis, how are you guys doing? How was your day? Well, hey, good afternoon, Mercer. Good afternoon, uh, Leon. And out, out here in the Golden State, we have a cloudy day, 60 degrees, but uh, it's uh, still quite pleasant. Probably not as great as yours down there on the East Coast, but we are certainly um, looking to get some more sunshine as the rest of the day works its way through to uh, six o'clock. Yes, Back indeed. to you. Yes, indeed. Yes. And as usual, we... go ahead, Merchis, as you were saying. No, no, I said okay. <laughs> okay, yes, indeed. Well, let me give God thanks for us having the opportunity to present yet another show. The Heavenly Father will come to you. We thank you for you're allowing us the opportunity to have yet another show. We pray especially that you let this show go on without any interruptions, and that our listeners around the world would appreciate every moment of it. We thank you for the joy you have brought to us by allowing our panelists and our friends and well-wishers to support the show morally and financially. We are grateful for every help that we have gotten. We pray especially for the ones who are sick, namely my dear wife Eunice, Dr. Leroy Lashley and his daughter Lisa, Bobsy Nisbet, uh, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Mertris Nisbet, El Comido Willett, Ralston Otto, Wentworth Francis, Selbert Francis, Dennis Kelman, Joseph Gunshrup, Willis and Mona Daniels, Fillmore Hallpike, Earl Stevens, Jeanette Hughes, Dr. Roger Brown, Virgil Francis Jr., and, of course, the members of the family of the late Vance Emery, who passed away suddenly yesterday. And all the others who not, have not expressed their concerns, Lord, we just pray that you'll just heal them. Heal the, their bodies, Lord. Touch them from the bottom of their feet to the top of their head and grant them recovery, Lord. You have work left for them to do. We thank you for all you've done for us and pray again that you'll let this show go on without any interruption and that each and every person who comes on would be enjoyable, and of course, the fans will be happy to hear them. All these we ask in your precious name. Amen. Well, another wonderful, another wonderful week of um, sports, of course, especially. We 
ones over in in um, is it ah, New, Zealand. New Zealand? Yeah, the yes. World Cup is being held. But before we do that, we want to just um, remember the late Vance Emery. Vance Emery was a well-known cricketer in the Caribbean, the Eastern Caribbean in particular. He was twice premier of Murchison's country, Nevis. And we do hope that his, he is laying resting peacefully at this moment. And we just say on behalf of the Cricket Show, we want to just um, extend condolences to his family and friends and all the people of Nevis and St. Kitts and all around the world and pray that they may find some peace in their time of sorrow. May his soul again rest in everlasting peace. Vance, anyway, passed away yesterday. Suddenly. Okay, and Dennis, let's go right into the meat of things. I'm going to say, well, we'll be talking this evening about the ICC Roundup and the Women's World Cup, of course, and the semifinal matches and the final matches in particular. On the World Cup, and it was one like no other and we'll give a final summary or a final commentary. And of course, you have news yes. from the IPL, and we project and the projection that who may be doing well at this point, and we'll tell you all the details about it. Australia, uh, in Pakistan, I'll tell you how that series is going. We also will be going over to talk to you about the New, New Zealand, where uh, when they dominate the Netherlands. And Bangladesh in South Africa and honors uh, are probably even, uh, according to Dennis, up to this point in time, we'll tell you the latest news. The West Indies four-day championship will be starting May 18th and will go on till the second leg of it will continue until it's finished. West Indies are to tour Pakistan in ODIs, in a number of ODI matches will be played. And Ireland, of course, so India will also be touring the, the Caribbean later this year as well. Ireland, a Jew, uh, eighteen tour of Namibia. They will play to AD to a team unofficial test ODI. And join us if you can at one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. The number for you to call is one five one five six zero five nine eight. I'm going to turn the mic right over to Mr. Dennis Heat. He'll give you the roundup from the ICC. Yours, Dennis. Thank you, uh, uh, Liam. And I have to say, along with your comments, this has been truly a remarkable World Cup semifinal. And if you, our listeners, were not able to uh, follow this series, uh, on a ball-by-ball basis, uh, you know, I take no pleasure in saying to you, you've missed a great deal of entertainment skills and performances from the ten, the eight ladies World Cup uh, squad that uh, assembled out there in New Zealand. We have some reports now of ICC News Roundup, and I have to let you know that these reports were prepared from the original ICC reports. So we take a look at the uh, semifinal. 
Australia earned their place in the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 final with a comprehensive 157-run victory over the West Indies ladies in a rain-reduced match. In that game, Alyssa Healy scored 129 runs as she and Rachel Ames put on 216 runs for the first wicket. So Pick put up a total of 305 runs for three wickets in 45 overs. Remarkable score. The West Indies never looked like getting close in their chase, and only captain Stephanie Taylor was the West Indies' top scorer with 48 in the West Indies' total of 148. So as we look at this roundup, the Australian in the semi-final match against the West Indies scored 305 for three, Healy 129, Haynes 85. The West Indies, in reply, scored 148 in their all-out in their innings. Taylor 48, Dottin 34, Matthews 34. Australia won that one by 157 runs. And in the uh, next semi-final, we had uh, England were clinical as they defeated South Africa by 137 runs to advance to the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 final. Danny Wyatt's Maiden World Cup century saw England score an impressive 293 for eight as Wyatt and Dunkley put on 116-run partnership for the fifth wicket. In response, South Africa were rocked by Sophie Ecclestone, who bagged six South African wickets for 36 runs, to dismiss South Africa for 156 runs. England, the defending Women's World Cup champions, will now play Australia in the final the semi-final scores, England 293 for eight, Wyatt 129, play 60, South Africa in their innings 156, and England won that semi-final match by 137 runs. And quite noticeable in these two semi-final matches, we saw that the uh, West Indies women and the South African women were similar in their performance against the, their opponents. In the final match played yesterday, or yes, yesterday, Australia won their seventh ICC Women's Cricket World Cup with a 71-run victory over England. Alyssa Healy once again scored another century, 170 runs in Australia's 356 runs total. Rachel Ains contributed 68. England's Nat Siver scored her highest international score of 148 not out in England's total of 285. Australian Jess Joan Jonassen, 300 and, sorry, Just Jonassen, three wickets for 57 runs, and Alana King, three for 64 were instrumental in England's downfall. And Australia's total of 356 is now the highest run total for women's ODI matches in World Cup matches. 
England fielders, like the West Indies fielders in the semi-final match against Australia, assisted the opponents with poor fielding techniques and quite a lot of drop catches. The, nevertheless, that's not to take away from Australia's absolutely overpowering, um, overpowering efforts and performance in this Women's World Cup. In fact, Australia carried their bat. They won all of their matches. They were totally un- they were unbeaten in this entire World Cup series. Now we look at a World Cup like no other sort of commentary on the entire series that we've witnessed. The ICC Women's World Cup 2022 league stage was nail-biting from start to finish. It began with the last over thriller between the host New Zealand and the West Indies and ended with the final place being decided by the last ball of the final round match. Deandra Dottin provided the magic in the final over to bowl the West Indies to victory by three runs. This was one of ten games to go down to the final six balls with all results still possible. Let me repeat that. This was just one of ten games and to go down to the final six balls uh, where all results were still possible. So that just showed how competitive and interesting and entertaining this was. This was a competitive tournament with plenty of high-scoring competition. The host country, Sophie Devine, was credited, as credited the ground staff for their enormous and tremendous work that they have done to provide these pitches and tables and cricket grounds. Bangladesh, the newest team to this tournament, was the only team to not concede more than 250 runs in any of their matches. Mm-hmm. That, that says a great deal about how the matches are, the women's team are progressing in cricket world. The ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 has been a feast for the eyes with incredible flying catches and joyous celebration and new stars of women cricket. I has been, it has been a World Cup celebrating motherhood, determination, and skill. And yes, it is now over for the Women's World Cup this series. But of course, we warn you, we are giving you the early warning that the Men's World Cup 2022 is just around the corner in October, November of this year, which will be played in Australia. Leon, back to you. That's the end of the ICC News Roundup for this week. Back yes, to you, Leon. Me, oddly, let me give you some additional news that came out of the West Indies recently. Okay, I just mentioned that India are due, are set to play two T20 versus West Indies in the USA as well. And today, Darren Bravo playing in a local match over there for Queen's Park Cricket Club. He took six wickets for 40 runs. And the CPL final will be climaxing in Guyana, as the Cricket Carnival, they call it. So we'll give you more of that as well. And then finally, uh, Darren 
no, Darren, but DJ Bravo, he creates history by taking the most wicket in wickets in the IPL. He has just surpassed surpassed the great Lasik Malinga with 172 wickets. So let me just welcome Ben um, Audley. Good evening to you, sir. How are you? How was your week? And Omar Ruby, of course. Okay, good evening, Mr. Francis, and um, my, fellow, all my fellow panelists, with Mr. Dennis being the exception. Good afternoon to you, sir. Mm-hmm. And, and um, for the listeners, and yes, Murchis is considered a, a, a pan, a, a, one of the panelists, so I say with exception, because Dennis is on a different time zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll talk to all different. <laughs> right? All right. And, and of course, for the listeners throughout the world, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, wherever you are. Yes, it's another nice, beautiful Sunday evening in my neck of the woods here in South Florida, Leanne. And um, talking about Marubi, she was the reason why I came on a little late today because she called me just about five to six and we, you know, we were on the phone for a little while. So um, she is doing great. I must tell you, um, three, four days ago, she, she gave us a scare again, a little scare, um, when she um, suffered another slight stroke. You know, her mouth was twisted on a slur speech and she went to the doctor, went to the hospital. She was there for a couple of days, but she's back now. We call her the cat. Every time she, she land on all four, you throw her up, she's going to land on all four. But the, the, our greatest fear is that she has been bouncing, she has been bouncing back so often. And, and you know, um, that one day she may just go in or maybe at home and, you know, we're saying she's going to come back. Um, as usual, and she may just, you know, go up. But she's batting good at 92. And, um, yeah, she, um, the, no slur speech, you know, just that some, some, well, a little bit. Some some of the words, she just don't call it straight again. But, uh, you know, we have to give God's hand. She's up and she's walking around. She's not quite kicking, but she's walking around. <laughs> right? right. Thank God for that. Really? Yes. Yes, sir. All right, and that that was a really good comprehensive roundup um, on on the women's World Cup there, Dennis, and of course, um, Mr. Francis also top it off with the Western thing there. That was some real good comprehensive roundup. So, should I just go ahead and give the, the inside edge? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, okay. The inside edge, um, you know, the ladies' World Cup has been you know going on as we just mentioned, and uh, of course. We uh, last month was International Women's Month, so we co- I'll continue with the women. Okay, the first woman a men's Test match in 144 years. The first woman she officiated in one of the matches between India and Australia last year. She's also the first woman to um to officiate on field in a men's ODI. She also um, the first Australian to officiate in a, in a men's um, domestic match. And she also um, officiated in a matches against like Namibia and Oman and stuff like that. And she, along with a New Zealander, um, also were the two first ladies Kathy Cross is a lady from the, the other female from New Zealand. 
to to officiate in a um, official T20 match. Always remember the name from Australia. Remember that name, Claire Polasak. Claire Polasak. Claire Polasak. P-O-L-O-S-A-K. P-O-L-O-S-A-K. Polasak. Right? So remember the name, Polasak. She break ground first to officiate in a men's test match, an ODI and the Australian domestic competition and all, all sort of records. So just remember her name. That's the inside edge. And she only, she's only 32 years old. Never mm-hmm. played cricket, but she grew up loving the game. She, 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 it took her quite a few times to pass the umpire's test, but then she got through and never looked back. So remember the name, Claire Polasak, first woman to do that thing. That's the inside edge for you. Back to yes, you, yes. Mr. Flash. I don't know. I just want to... And before, before we, uh, just before we go on, I just, I just want to mention that um, it will be coming up in a little bit, but, uh, you know, you have some something, some sad memories. Um, we, we'll talk about it in a couple of minutes. And, of course, something happy and, and such. Right? So, so be on okay. the lookout. It's coming. Okay. Uh, just to mention, I don't know how many of you saw the opening ceremony, but the Aborigine put on a presentation. I don't know if you saw it oddly, did you? So, no, I, no, I didn't. <laughs> and they were singing some things and making some, well, they, they looked like Indians, but it, uh, they probably are the Aborigines of, of New Zealand. Oh, they must have come from, but they did some, <laughs> it was it was kind of funny, but it's, you know, you could see they were very yeah, it, They are just like they, those uh, um, people in, is it um, Peru and, you know, those live, yes. that, that live on the land uh-huh. yeah, and over the years. And when, when, they, when they, they, the British and those guys decided to um, populate Australia, um, they were there long before, so they went and took, you know, anywhere the British went, they took over and, mm-hmm. they, and, and they claim it and, and then push them into obscurity and stuff like that. Um, let, let's leave that alone because sometimes when you go back to those things, it, it, it makes your heart burn, you know. Um, yeah, but, but these, yeah. these are the people who can walk and, 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 and fire, fire walkers, walk, <laughs> walk, get burned. You know, some people can do that. I, I believe it were, but they were happy. They were happy, and you could see pressure of, you know, they believe in what they're doing. But before we and go, and I'm to happy the, that they were included. I'm happy that they were yeah, also they were exactly. included, you know, yeah. in, in all of this. Yes. Yes, indeed. But before we go to the Walter Henry, we have about seven minutes. I don't know what Dennis and you uh, oddly can just um, bring to, to fill in that gap until we, we cross over to the duty. Anything, Dennis? In, in seven minutes, we have to complete by then. Dennis, or you, Audley? Anything that you want to comment? I heard you mention. I heard you mention the ceremonies. I presume you're speaking of the ceremonies in New Zealand. In New Zealand, the cricket world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, just for correction, the the original natives of uh, Australia are considered Aborigines, whereas the original of uh, New Zealand are considered Maoris. Oh, Maoris. Yeah, okay. Aborigines for the Australians. Yeah, yeah, that's in Australia, yeah. yeah. Right. But, you, you know, you are asking about other items. We might just mention the fact that 
the West Indies women in this World Cup um, came away, or perhaps let's start at the top. The winners of the World Cup last night, the women's winner, took home a healthy 1.32 million U.S. dollars. And the losing finalists, England, they were taking home six, or due to take home 600,000 U.S. And the losing semifinalists, the West Indies being one of them, are quite, well, they should still be smiling at their uh, performance because they stand to take home 300,000 U.S. for their uh, sojourns out there in uh, New Zealand. And those teams who did not qualify for the final, they were awarded $70,000 for their efforts. And we see for each group stage victory, 25,000 were also added to their their yeah. rewards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was quite a very handsome reward, especially for the team from, you know, and from our, our neck of the woods. And we are very pleased for, we are very pleased for the fact that they were able to do as well as they did. And looking at uh, some future series coming up, of course, I think Leon mentioned, um, but we also have West Indies will be playing the Netherlands between May and June in some ODIs. And we have India will be in Ireland in June. New Zealand's due to be in Ireland in July. And of course, the men's South Africa will be in England in July to September. And women, South Africa in England, July to August. So it looks like men and women's team will be in England in July to August this year. And Ireland will be in South Africa in August for T20s, and the women's team from India will be in England in 2022. That's my little addition there. Back to you, Ivor. Oh, sorry. Uh, Leon. Leon and... Leon, Leon and uh, okay. Yeah, but just before... Okay. We go, uh, ahead. Ma- go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. You're fine. Wait, no, you go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to um, um, go back to the, 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 the high quality of cricket that was being played. You know, um, I mean, I've mentioned it before, but the, 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 the high quality of cricket that was played by these ladies, and I have to emphasize, they, 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 they are also value every cent that the men <laughs> value. The, the catches yes. were not in dandre dotting. There was, there are quite a few that really stand out. One, one of those I, I don't remember which of the game, but like the, the player Henry? turned. Henry, 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 not Henry. No, it, it was it was um uh, uh, someone that was out. Either yeah. New oh, Zealand yeah, or Australia. Australia. No, a West yeah. Indian was out West for North, I think. Yes, but she turned and hit the ball. To the leg side. Oh, like William. The ball is about William. To go, well, yeah, William. Fly to William. square leg. And mm-hmm. this woman came up and with a one-handed catch. Like, I, I, I don't know. Believe me, I'm amazed each yes. time. I've watched quite a bit of the Big Bash. And, and I've been saying, look, when I watch the Big Bash, and those ladies hit some sixes just like the men. I mean, it's not, not any smart, but they hit it in, in the, hitting the ball in the crowd. 
<laughs> so I, I have to say I'm I'm one of them that I'm now fully sold. And, and the woman getting pay. equal pay, yeah, equal. equal pay with them when it comes when it comes to this game. Yes, they're, they're, they're drawing the crowd <laughs> and they are putting in performance that is worthy of every cent. Every cent. Back yes. Indeed, indeed. And um, notwithstanding the West Indies being knocked out, I think we we have to say they have performed above all expectation. Now, we we never thought that they would be. I totally made. agree with you. Totally agree. Never thought we all we no one here except Simon who felt that they could win the cup. But um, yeah, yeah. But we yes. yeah. we have to give them praise. I tell you, they did well. Yes. And were it not for those catches against oh, those Street. drop catches, you mean the drop, drop catches, catches, yes. catches they missed, yes. the catches that they missed, they they would have put up a better showing against Australia. But yeah. You know, we, we're not there yet. And the captain says they, they're not finished. They have some unfinished business to do. So let's hope that they can come back strong and move up the ranking. They were just totally demoralized by the, 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 the Australian batting. Um, mm-hmm. um, after a while, with, with the drop catches and, and looking at the score piling up to Armutra, um, it's like all the shoulders just, just start dropping and it's like, they, they, they gave up. They, uh, at 300, no way we are going to even go close to that. So that, I, I think they, they surrendered eventually, tamely. But um, look, they, they did so well that, you know, uh, as I said, most of us did not expect them to go anywhere in the semifinals. Did, did you notice, again. Leon, did you notice that the three matches, the last three matches that the West Indies women were due to play, were all rain affected, rain. And, mm-hmm. and it appears to me that our ladies just does not do too well on those soft, spongy wickets. And uh, at times, I look at the fact that they were the bowlers were not able to maintain good footholds. Control. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if their spikes were of the right type for the, the, the conditions. And uh, I hope that maybe they will remember that their worst performances were due on rain-affected uh, pitches and think in terms of remembering the do's and don'ts when playing in rain-affected matches because that was quite a... Uh, uh, that affected their performances, in my opinion, a great deal. And, of course, the drop catches didn't help. But that can be rectified, uh-huh. of course. I also noticed it, Dennis, the, the amount of slip and sliding, mm-hmm. they were, you know, the, the, no yeah. other team was slipping and sliding like the West Indian. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's anyway, why I thought that. And get this out of the way and hear what is happening from the world of uh, birthday, anniversary, and on a significant occasion. So here, here we go.
know it's a time for us to spread over to Audley. What? Right in yes, here we come. Here we come again, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Yes, time when we take a look at the cricket fraternity. And when we say happy birthday or happy anniversary, and it's time when you also can call in with your birthdays or just give us a call, 515-605-9850, 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. And, of course, as we go along, you know, some uh, little tidbits as we go along. So today... Um, is one of the memories, uh, sad memories from Mr. Francis. Today his brother died, um, 20 from COVID. Alwyn Francis, yes, his brother died, um, uh, Mr. Francis. Um, yes, and you know, thank God time sort of healed some of those things. But I mean, you'll always remember your brother, you know. So um, just to say, uh, hey, we, we're still with you. And of course, Stafford Young. Suffered, yeah, he, he died on the same day. Right? Mm-hmm. Suffered, so today, two years for Stafford and Alwyn, Mr. Francis' brother. Yeah. Um, both of them died of COVID mm-hmm. two years ago today. But on the happy side, there's Carmen and Jack. Um, Mr. Francis know about Carmen and Jack, wedding anniversary. Yes, yes. Leon, know about that one. Yeah, Carmen and Jack, they're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Wedding anniversary today. That's why I say it's sort of sad and a happy one coming up for you. Uh, okay, so today is also the ODI debut of Rahul Javed from India back in 1996 versus Sri Lanka. And the West Indies won the T20 World Cup on this day, 3rd of April 2016. So the ladies did not quite make it this time, but in 2016, the 3rd of April, they won the T20 World Cup. Well, that what we were just concluded is a 50 overs, but the T20, we won, the West Indies won the T20 World Cup back in 2016. Okay, so cricket we go. Jimmy Matthews, Bert Carley, and Brandon Clover, all from, no, um, no, the first two from England. Brandon Clover. Jerome Alvin Brand is from Netherlands, and Zakir Khan and Shakurana from Pakistan, Tasit Ahmed from Bangladesh, Ajay Sharma, Shashi Gupta, and Nelish Kulkarni from India, Clifford Goldwyn and Ben Smith from England, Sarah Pereira from Sri Lanka. Terry Kipal from Kenya, Rishi Barrington and Michael David Rio from Scotland, Sherwin Chattagoon from Guyana, West Indies. For the sec- for the fourth, we have um, Pliers, otherwise we know Everton Bonner, otherwise known as um, Pliers out of Jamaica, entertainer. Uh, we have Carlita Peart, the sister of Marva, Marva Jones. Her sister, Carlita, is celebrating a birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday when it comes, Carlita. And um, Australia, women, won their third consecutive, consecutive T20 World Cup, the 4th of April, 
2014. So they are they are they are still continuing their winning ways. And this time, it, and this occasion was the T20, third consecutive World Cup T20 match, uh, championship in 2014. And uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated on this day back in 1968. Dr. Martin Luther King, no, he needs no introduction. And the song that we introduced this program with the, the, the cricket, the um, birthday and anniversary, was, of course, a tribute from Stevie Wonder to Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay, so here we go. Derek Kalitaran, Vincent Valentine, Easton McMorris, and Arthur Barrett. All from the West Indies, last three from Jamaica. Paul Downton, wicket former wicket keeper for England, and two fast bowlers, Jonathan Agnew and Stephen Finn. Uh, we have Baron Andrews from uh, New Zealand. And we have Batu Kadrani from India, Greg Young from Ireland, Nasi Hamid from Hong Kong, Armand Khan, female cricketer from Pakistan, and Colin Hackerman from South Africa. 45th, uh, Mr. Ever Young, Evergreen, Kim Collins, Nevis, and Kitts Nevis, born 1976, but he won the 100 meters World Cup. Gold medal in 2003, Kim Collins out of St. Kitts, Nevis. Cricket, Les Jackson, Nadine Goldman, Mad Meadows, and John Wilkinson, female cricketer out of England, Dan Blakey, Lorna Kettles, and Michelle, and John Buchanan from Australia, Colin Bond, and Gerald Bond, Natalie Germanus from South Africa, Lance Hamilton from New Zealand, Mohammed Hassan from Pakistan, and Avishka Fernando from Sri Lanka. For the sixth, Cowan, uh, out of Jamaica, the husband of Carleen Davis, former um, member of the Jamaicans that sing Baba Boom Festival, Boom Boom, you know, out of Jamaica, born back in 1946. And it's the debut of Mr. Alvin Kalitaran in Test Cricket, and that was back in 1972. Zipporah Richardson, the niece of Donna, celebrating a birthday also on, this, on that day, the 6th of April. Asti, uh, Tom, Tom Shivers and Thelma McKenzie from uh, Australia. Lane Plunkett from England. John Freilich from Namibia, Dilip Bensaka from India, Modasa Naha, Modasa Nazar and Shaheem Afridi from Pakistan, Sarah McLachlan from New Zealand, Rashid Zia from the United States, and Rashida Pereira from Sri Lanka, Clem Thompson out of Jamaica, West Indies, and Vasil Stotar from Guyana will be celebrating on that day also. From for the seventh, Nikhil Ashmead, sprinter out of Jamaica. Buster Douglas, the one that beat up Mike Tyson, that beat Mike Tyson back in February of 1990. And actor Jackie Chan is celebrating also. He will be celebrating on the seventh. Two big ones. Um, my son, Orin Watson, 
Yeah, Orin Watson will turn, I think, 34 years old. And his mom, View Rose, they both shared the 7th of April. So big birthday celebration coming up for both. So happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday when it comes. South Africa, Geraldine Berg and Maitland Horson. Betsy Clark from the West Indies, Barbados, and Leon Kirby from Trinidad and Tobago. Dennis Amos from England. Bert Ironmonger. And the same lady that was featured today, Claire Polasak. She's having a birthday. She'll be having a birthday. She'll be turning 33 on the 7th of April. Tom McCannon from New Zealand. Sandeep Gupta from Kenya. Sidra Amin from Pakistan. And for the 8th, we have John Cameron of Jamaica, along with Kenny Flipper Benjamin of Antigua. And former West Indies um, president, cricket board president, Dave Cameron also will be celebrating his birthday on that day, the 8th. And Franklin Stevenson out of Barbados. Dawn Newman, female cricketer, Wendell Bill, um, and Annette Fellows from England. Arthur Willard, Alex Stewart, Ted Cartwright, and James Bolin, all from England. Mohammed Farouk from Pakistan, and I think that's all we have for today. Yep. That's it. Back to you, Mr. Francis. I'll come, come back a little later. Oddly, just want to welcome Virgil. Good evening to you, Virgil. Did I yeah, wake you up? No? <laughs> yes, you did. I'm going to tell you, good evening to you, and um, good evening to all the panelists, and good evening to all the um, listeners all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 happy day, man! This guy is sleeping. <laughs> anyway, any birthdays for us this week? I know you. No, 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 no. I'm sure you must have heard of about the passing of Vance Emery. Did you remember him? He was a thorn in Antigua's flesh in cricket. No, you were. No, I, I, I was going to talk about him, but I don't know. No, of uh, Nevis, yeah. No, you don't know about him, right? You, yeah, he no. well known in the Caribbean and the Leewards, and he represents Windward, Leewards, and twice the Premier of Nevis as well. But anyway, he passed on on a Saturday morning, yesterday morning, and uh, we were able to just p- play some tribute to him. And of course, we just wish the family well. Any birthdays from you, or is it from Dennis? Dennis, can we talk about your birthdays? Nope. I have no birthdays in the next week or so, Liam. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say, I just want to just congratulate uh, Carmen and Jack. Carmen is the niece of my wife and uh, the, the daughter of Paul Winter, Mr. Universe. And they lived in, in Glasgow, Scotland. And we had a wonderful time there a few years ago. And we'll never, ever forget got that. And... Uh, Jack is, is is a native from Scotland, and uh, you sometimes can't understand him when he speaks, but, you know, he's very, very he's a professional photographer, and we just wish them well. They they usually go on trips each year when they celebrate an anniversary around Europe and everywhere they go, can go. But uh, we just wish one day that will come to our neck of the woods. And also my... 
and Ollie kindly reminded me about the death of my brother and to to just announce also that his daughter died a month afterwards and Stafford, our good yeah. friend, Stafford, Stafford Young, is a friend of ours. He usually usually uh, comes on the show, support us thoroughly, and he's one who uh, is is one who plants quite a bit of fruits, and we were able to get fruits from him. When I'm short of fruits, I can go to Stafford. Stafford, I got and mangoes are on the way. So may their soul rest in peace and happy anniversary, Carmen and Jack, and hope. And um, before. before- before you play any, any any music, I just want um I have one page I I miss, I didn't do Saturday so um okay, when you finish I'll I'll do Saturday. Go go ahead I'm 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 almost I'm through. Oh okay okay oh, because I, I finish at the eight and Saturday is really the night. So Melanie mm-hmm. Francis, you know that person? Melanie oh, Francis. Oh, the ninth yes yes I gotta remember that. That's Mel- my, my right. Mel- Melanie wife. Francis. Melanie on the ninth. Oh, glad you remember. Right, Melanie Francis, and we have. Tony Reed, um, Cardinal son and Cardinal son-in-law, also mm-hmm. having a birthday um, uh, on the ninth, and Savan mm-hmm. McLeod, or uh, McCallum, Savan mm-hmm. McCallum, Mr. Mr. McKenzie knows about that one, um, so I don't know if he's listening in, and um, then we have Alan Nutt and Francis McKinnon from England, Pierce Carlton, Ronald Hodrick. Jackie Potter and Sally Griffin, all from uh, uh, Australia. And we have George Shipstone from South Africa, Mira Webb from New Zealand, Tony Reid from the United States, and Tarek Aziz from Bangladesh. So that completes the birthday, finally, the, the birthday list when it comes to cricketers. So. Did you say you have no, none, Dennis? Yeah, no, he, he hasn't got any. For this week. Okay, well, next couple of weeks. I'm going to play this song for the birthday, the ones who are enjoying be, be, birthday. Before, before you go, oh, yes, me, you. just finish mine. So yes. um, one of my co-workers, Lyndon, Lyndon Ewing, he will be celebrating uh, on Wednesday. And from church, Mother Sawyers, she will be celebrating also on, the, on Wednesday, the, the 6th. And I spoke to Donna today, Stafford's niece. And um, just to, um, you know, let her know that we don't forget, we, we, we have not forgotten Stafford. And yeah. she has some bad news. She said two weeks ago, her mother died. And she, wow. she's not buried there. So two weeks ago, her mother, you know, she was taking care of her. And, you know, she had Alzheimer's. And so by the time come now that she, she has died. And, oh. um, of course, she... She died too. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, she, she died. Well. She died two weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh no. Yeah, so let, let us remember her and we send condolences yeah. to the family. Oh no. And they have to yes, she lived yes. near near me when I lived in Miami. Yes. Lived near yes. Me. And yes. she, I used to wonder sometimes when she came into the house, and we speak, she just wouldn't say anything at all and just get up and move around. So I was wondering. But until I learned that she's struggling with that illness. But yes, yes. Her soul rests in peace. I'm going to play this one for the birthday fans. Oh, happy day. Not oh, happy day. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just want to say, you, you, who's that person you say that um, that does die and they, they, they were taking care of their mom? What's the name of the person? Um, it's um, Donna. Donna. Um, yeah. I don't know last name, Donna but... Um, Young, Donna, Donna Young. Okay. Uh, 
No, mm. I, I just want to say to her, um, my condolence to you, but I'm very proud of you for what you have done for your mom because sometimes some of us decide our mom get that age and we just throw them aside and say we don't want to see them. And I'm just ha- happy that you did what you did for your mom. Take care of her until she passed. And from my heart to your heart, I'm very, very, very proud of you. That's all I want to say. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. Very good. Great. Oh, yes. Okay, let's play this for the birthday.
capacity as Premier of Nevis on the sad news that we have lost the Honorable Vance Winkworth Amory. The Honorable Vance Amory was a giant who walked amongst us over the past seven decades. He was a founding member of the Concerned Citizens Movement. He was a founding member of Team Unity and his DNA is imprinted on every facet of development on the island of Nevis. We therefore a great shock that we all woke this morning to accept. And Samuel has led an unblemished life of service to the people of Nevis and the wider people. Whether as a sportsman, cricket, an athlete, a banker, an educator, and as a politician. He has led with distinction and served the people of Nevis and the wider federation in every capacity. And express my own deep condolences that we have lost our second premier, Nevis, and to express my deep condolences, we have lost truly great individual, great citizen of Singapore. I take this opportunity to extend on behalf of the people of Nevis and on behalf of my own family, my deepest, deepest condolences to his wife, Vernie, to his children, to his siblings, and to his entire family. Please know that your loss is our loss and that we, the people of Nevis and the wider federation, have truly lost a great, great statesman and a great servant of the people of our country. We are hopeful that Vance is now in a better place, a place where there is no pain and no sorrow. And we are hopeful that his family will be comforted in the certain knowledge that his service to the people of Nevis and to our country will be long remembered and that history will be kind to Vance Amory for his immense contribution to the development of our beloved country. I pray that God will have mercy on those who mourn, that he, the great comforter, will comfort all of us in this very, very sad day for Nevis and a very sad day for our country. Thank you and God bless you. And over to Audley. Back to you, sir. Okay, so this has been another Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. We just have to um, just crave that you'll be with us next week, Sunday, God willing. When come 6.30, we'll be doing it all over again. Remember, each one, invite one. Come and enjoy our cricket talk. And you can, of course, join the conversation. Don't forget, 
It's 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. So we'll do it all over again, God willing, 630, when we'll, pretend, we'll be presenting the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leah. Yeah, thank you so much for that. And I just want to make, give compliments to Mr. Leon Rodney, president of the Cricket Association, to send me that clip of the tribute to the passing of the late Vance Amory. Uh, Dennis, pick it up from where you left off. You started something that we have to finish. I'm sure you'd love to do that. Yes. Are we going into... Yes, we're going to meet the things. Yes, go ahead. Right into what we left off. At this point, I wanted to, um, you know, mention the IPL. They've got uh, 11 games so far out. And there are, as we well know, there are a number of West Indians on the teams in the um, IPL. I am not sure. I've been following this fairly closely. And what I've observed here, I can't, the Sunriser Hyderabad appear to have only played one match this season. I'm not sure if, any, if you can correct me on this, any, you know, oddly or, um, or, or Leon. It, yes, is it me or did I miss did I, I miss something there? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you. I, I have right. um, thing I'm yeah. doing there. So I and of course Sunrisers are is the team that uh, Nicholas Porter yes. did one of the ice in West Indian. Yeah, one match. Uh, You're correct. Only one okay. match. Yeah. Yes. And I, I noticed on that first match that Poran, um was not able to produce anything of note. He was out no. for uh, a duck. Yeah. But having said that, it's been really remarkable how the, you know, we have three teams currently, the Rajasthan, Rajasthan Royals, the Knight Riders, and the Titans, who have won at least two of their matches so far. And amongst those, we have quite a number of West Indians who does not appear in these first three matches to have produced uh, much I know Dwayne Bravo, as uh, Leon had mentioned earlier, has taken one or two wickets. Nothing really outstanding, but one here, one there, and that adds up. I also note that Alzheimer Joseph and Dominic Drakes were, as far as I can tell, uh, were appointed to play with the Titans for Joseph and um, the Titans also for Dominic Drakes. I, they've yet to appear in any of their games. So I'm wondering if that was due to uh, the test matches that were in progress or whether or not something has occurred to prevent them from participating. Any, uh, any idea, Leon? I wonder if it's the restriction for those who are traveling late because obviously, uh, you know, prior okay. to this, they used to do that and let them be quarantined okay. and make sure that they're... You're okay, I believe that is the case. And normally, when a when a player is traveling, you know, just don't um, push him right into a fixture. Right Join away. the team, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't. even Jason Holder too. Have you seen Jason Holder? You haven't seen her. He might have. No, I I have oh. noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're you're probably right about that. Um, and also yeah, also remember, this team have a lot of players. And sometimes mm-hmm. take about 
um, five team, I mean, five game or even more before. Because if they have 11 and 11 performing real good, that doesn't really change them that much. But you take about, they give them a couple of games still, but you take about maybe five games before somebody has come in. And that's when you see somebody has come in and they do good, they keep their position. If they don't do good within two or three games, they're out again and somebody has come in. So that's the reason why it is most of these not playing yet, because it's a lot of players that they pick in the first 11, and these players have to get up to, they get maybe up to three games or something to really prove themselves, and if they don't, no matter who you are, um, if they don't, someone is coming and replace that player. But, well, uh, yes, Leon, I'm, Leon, I must, uh, I must say, um, sorry, sorry, Danny. I, was, um, okay. I must say, Leon, um, it was good that you remember about the travel restriction, because when we when we look at the IPL now, one you know there, there's no mask. There people are packing packing in and stuff like that. So we tend to forget that there are really uh, some COVID protocols still going on. Right mm-hmm. right here right here um in Florida, um whenever whenever I I happen to be going inside of a store, yesterday the first for a long time when I walked in the store I said oh oh, I forgot my mask and I didn't bother to to turn back to put on because a lot of people. Sometimes you're going to going to a, a supermarket or, or someplace indoor. No, you are maybe two or three other people wearing masks. Everybody stop wearing masks. Back to you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and, so, and you, I, I'm just going to make a further point before you come in, Dennis. Because when when you mm-hmm. they, they are there, bet your life they are in the net, and that is what is important that they they have they've gotten to be. Yeah, accustomed uh, to the climate or climatized, and they had to get net practice. I just hope that they they don't just rush into a match and then they are injured. So let, let, let's hope that's the reason why they're not included. But when I see I see Odin Smith, he has gotten quite a bit of um, um, time on the field, and, and they seem as if they believe in him quite a bit in his team. And, and you were mentioning though that the Mumbai Indians, the Chennai Super Kings, and the Sunrisers Hyderabad, they haven't won a match yet. And the Chennai Super Kings have won, have played three matches, and the Mumbai In- Indians have played two matches. Two, two and only yes. one yes. yet, and they're one. a chock full of of superstars. So, right. Yeah, it's, I'm it's looking at the table, huh? the points table here, and uh, yeah, I'm just noticing that too. Yeah, Rajasthan Royals, they they played two and they won two, um, but yeah, but as you mentioned, those three teams, you know, I mean, still still to get off the mark. I, I, I think um, uh, Virgil for mentioning the fact that the teams loaded and they might have to, you know, rotate players in, but but you know. I'm also thinking that when you invest, you know, that many thousands of dollars in players, that you would never miss the opportunity to make sure they're out there producing earnings for, you know, for the team. Nonetheless, we also note, as uh, Leon has pointed out, neither Mayors nor Holder has yet appeared. So it appears that there is some truth in your observation that maybe travel restrictions is also um, of importance here in the team selections. 
Also, yesterday we had uh, Mumbai Indian playing their first match, which, of course, everyone knows Pollard um, plays for the Mumbai Indians. His team was beaten yesterday by 23 runs, with Pollard contributing 22. They played the second runs. match, not the first. That's the second match, because they had lost That's before. The, well, um, I think he obviously didn't do anything on the first match that I can recall. But I know he, yesterday he did he played in a match in which he actually scored 22 runs. Um, uh, what Hedmeyer seems to be one of the players who's probably producing for his club because he's had three decent uh, scores so far. Not great, you know, 30s, and that sort of his club to um, be uh, up in the tables. Point of, uh, point, of I, I, note, I, point of note, point of note, point of note, Hetma hit, hit um, Pollard for two consecutive sixes. <laughs> Yesterday, I don't know if you know. <laughs> I don't know. I was saying yeah. to me, I, he must have been saying, boy, I, 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 I'm, I have it out for you guys. You didn't put me in the team. <laughs> this is what I, but anyway, yes, they have um, well, Hetma. Right. Well. Yeah, all, in, also, early, remember, um, in, in an earlier all, match, Russell hit. Russell hit um, uh, Odin Smith for, I think, 24 runs in, in all mm-hmm. his, those 30 runs score after over. But um, mm-hmm. Russell hit, hit him for a, a few sixes. I think he hit 20, 24 all by himself. And he made, made 70 something. Yeah, yeah. 70 not out to bring his team from the brink of defeat to, to a victory. Um, to so, an easy yeah, win. Also, easy win with more also, than five overs to spare, I think. Yeah, also yeah. remember. Um, one of the new teams that come in, that's that is one. I don't know the name of it, but I'm behind the team, the one with um, Evan Lewis, because he scored in 50-something or 50-something not out to bring his team to victory. I think I, I watched one game with them. I don't know if they played two, but um, no. they're doing real good. All, and um, he got a little youngster on the something Dhoni. Man, I think this guy's about 1920, man. This guy is just... just Amazing to see um, Batman. So that's a team I'm really going with, man. Um, they guys have a young Lucknow. team, and they're really performing real good. Lucknow. Lucknow Super. That's the Lance. name of it? Yeah, Lucknow. Yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that team. And um, I always go with Mumbai, India, but that team and the one with Josh Butler, with the same with um, uh, yeah. Hitmeyer team. Those are the yes. two teams. I'm just, I'm just amazing to see playing. Yes. Anything else? No. no. Unless, I'll, uh, you know, remarkable though that the team has expanded, but they managed to play one, maybe two games per day. They're not exactly overwhelmed. And they, on, so on, weekend. Kid- on weekends. On weekends. On only, yes. On weekends only. On weekends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Right. And of course yeah, okay. we noticed that the, the the West Indies team, cricket West Indies teams are not due to play any matches until this uh IPL has completed. So that will the story about point that, Dennis, story about that is yes. that West Indies have put aside a window that they would not yes. play in international matches. When once the the uh, IPL is 
in, in because they used to have the problem with with Gale and all these guys, and they let that window. That's why so many players have been picked up too, seventeen of them, because they yeah. leave the window open. They're not gonna play no national matches, but they'll do their domestic matches. So that's that's, okay. that's, that's, that's the case. Yeah, thank you. All right, do we want to go down to um, Australia in Pakistan? Yes, Australia in Pakistan. Yeah, the the very latest that uh, I think uh, Australia ended up winning the. Um, let me find my other the notes series here. Series and Pakistan oh. winning the ODI series. Yeah. Um, that's right. Uh, well, let me give you the latest scores that we have up to today. I have that Australia two ten in forty one point five overs. Pakistan 214 for one of 37.5 overs. Go ahead, Odin. That's the last ODI. That's the last ODI. And, of course, you know, the interesting thing there, Leon and Audley, of course, and, and, and Virgil, is that this, these two players, Azam and Ulhaq, yep. are absolutely ama- amazing Amazing with their contribution because they have, when you look down at the number of matches that have been played, Ulhak 103 in the first ODI, Azam 57, and you get back to the second ODI, Azam 114, Ulhak 106. You get to the third ODI and you see Azam scoring 105 and Ulhak 89. So those two players not out. have been have, not out, of course. Yeah, they have been remarkable in the contribution out, yeah. that yeah, they have made to the Pakistani um, ODI teams. And uh, it, it's really refreshing to watch if you're obviously a spectator out there and uh, Pakistan getting there. Uh, revenge on the Australians for taking the uh, this series. Very interesting player games, and I know that'll please Virgil because he wants to see Pakistan playing these other teams on their own surface. So I hope Virgil is celebrating this one. Back to you, Liam. Mm-hmm. All right, really happy. Just, just to go back, just to go back a little bit on the history of the IPL. Dwayne Bravo is now the leading wicket taker. We we covered that in the outline, but just to he has now taken two hundred and seventy one wickets. Two seventy one wickets ahead of wait, no, one hundred and seventy one wickets. I was about one, to say one. Yeah, I was about to say one. One hundred and seventy one yeah. wickets. And uh, this is not to include what happened today because I think he took one wicket today. So he might have been uh, uh hundred and seventy two. But uh, Malingo, who held the record, he had 170. And uh, Amish Mishra of India had 166. And Tisho Chala had 157. And Harbhajan Singh, 150. I think everybody else except Harbhajan Singh is still playing. So there's an opportunity for them to at least break the record or even come close. So we just want to... No, Malinga not playing either. Yeah, Malinga has retired, yeah. Retired as well, and uh, he's he's the coach. He's the coach of one of the teams too, and he, I think he lost yesterday. And he was, his face was looking sour, so I know how he he doesn't lo- like like to lose. Sometimes you have to do that. So 
Yeah, that, that's it. And folks, the CPL finals well, will be played. Go ahead. Well, we, we didn't mention the New Zealand and the Netherlands team. And I know New Zealand has really dominated the Netherlands in their ODI series, um, winning, of course, uh, both ODIs that have been played thus far. But, you know, it's when you look at the actual score and you see that New Zealand has dominated, we have to remember that New Zealand has been playing inter, you know, national, international, professional cricket for many, many years. The Netherlands have only recently come into the fold. So they need time to develop, and this is what the ODI and T20s is all about. So I'm, I'm not disheartened by the score, and I certainly am looking forward to see that uh, the Netherlands manage to groom their players and start becoming more competitive when facing these uh, well-established professional teams. Back to you there, um, Leon. Yeah. But, yeah, but, sure. but just, 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 to, just to let you know, um, in, in the last, in, in the final, in the final um, ODI, where well, the second one, because the last one is yet to be played. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, I got uh, as a matter of fact, they, they had, they had um, Australia, they had um, not New Zealand and the wire. New Zealand, but they were 22 for one, 25 for two, 30 for three, 31 for four, 32 for five, right? Is is, is the grand mm-hmm. game and, and Brazil came and re- revised the, the whole thing, uh, so um, 89 for six, right? 89 for six, and then they mm-hmm. recovered, um, you know, they recovered to 235 for nine in in their 50 overs. So not because, um, and that's because Tom Latham, the, the, the captain, scored 140 not out from 123 deliveries. And Bracewell chipped in with, with 41 um, from 51. So um, they, they were beaten, yes, and, and as Dennis pointed out, you know, there are babies when you talk about um, ODIs, and, and, but they, 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 they're doing well. And uh, we are expecting them to you know, be getting um, some beaten from time to time. But um, not without a fight, however, because as, as I pointed out just, just moments ago, they had the, they are, the, the Kiwis on the ropes, but they managed to recover. Because of the experience of the captain and other players, they, they, they bounced back and, and, and eventually um, won handsomely because they, they bowled their... Uh, the, the Netherlands team of 146. But it was a good match. Yeah, the actual score for New Zealand, New Zealand was 264 for 9. 264 for 9, New Zealand 146 in 34.1. Mm-hmm. And the final match will be played on the 4th. And hopefully they can, I mean, the Netherlands, I hope they can do something to save that, salvage that one, because they, they haven't won a match, New Zealand, New Zealand. The match is either abandoned or New Zealand wins. So, but they're, they're, now one, one thing I see in Netherlands, with the Netherlands, they are not afraid to step up and face the biggest teams, because um, even in, in the women's ODI, um, the, the three biggest score, the, the, the high scores, uh, are made against the Netherlands. You know, three high scores in, in, in ladies' ODI is made against the Netherlands team. So you know, it is a sign that. 
they are out there and um just like any other any other uh, infant you don't expect the infant to just get up and start to walk or just start <laughs> eating dumplings and things without <laughs> teeth and stuff like that you know so they they are going through their teething period so eventually they'll come out and they're going to be mastering other things Back to you. yeah so what about Bangladesh in South Africa? No, okay, let me do it in stages. Okay, Bangladesh in South Africa. And um, there's news coming out of, I think this is Bangladesh, Mahmoud is urging the ICC mm-hmm. to bring back neutral umpires. To bring back neutral umpires. And, uh, now that the COVID is, is over. It's subsided. Because not only that, I, I think they're believing that they're not getting correct umpiring decision. The latest scores that we have, uh, South Africa, 367 and 204, Bangladesh, 298 and 11 for 3. And that's stumps at day 4. So with a day to go, Bangladesh require another two, 263 runs if they are to win this match. And to be honest, in the ODI, Bangladesh won the ODI two matches to one. In South Africa, mm-hmm. well, they have two test matches to be played. This one is in progress. And like I said, they need another 200 and, and change, 263, if they were to win this match. And draw the series, at least draw the series. But you never know. But what is in... Can, is, can, is, I, can I just go no, Just, just a moment. Before, before forget. Just to mention that a number of players from South Africa are presently playing. I know Virgil doesn't like yes, this. They're IPL. playing in IPL, like Rabada and company. So we need to take note of that. So, Audrey, yeah, you were saying something. Yes, yes, I just want to go back to the previous series um, with, with Pakistan and, and, um, and Pakistan and whom? Australia. Uh, and, Australia. And, Right, yeah, in the, in the old, yeah, because um, you know, some last year, year before, you know, we have been talking about the big three: Joe Root, Virat Kohli, and Steve Smith. Now, um, I've always made the, the the argument that they should be talking about the big four, with Barbara Zam in, included, and he has justified his, his, his the whole argument now, um, with his consistency. I know he don't have the amount yeah. of test centuries, but, you know, he's still very young, you know, like the other guys. But now you have to, when you're talking about the big three now, you have to start with Barbara Zam because Cole is not in the big three again, right? He hasn't made a century in over two years, an international century, either ODI, um, T20, or, or test cricket. And um, Joe Root is still, he's still producing Steve Smith is not exactly setting the the, the plays ablaze. Um, he he's still scoring, so I, 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 I and he he's still feared. So I would still keep Steve Smith, Joe Root, and Barbara Zam. So I'll totally totally eliminate um, Coley from the top three because he's definitely not in performing in top three again. Oh, just a note to the Pakistan Australia series. As we all know, Australia won that series one match to nil. By 115, they won the in the third, third. in the third test. Now in the ODIs, Australia won the first, and Pakistan won the second, 
and one the, the third. So it means that turn the tables. They they turn the tables and won the series. And the final uh, match is played on the fifth. That would be at T20. And uh, hopefully the winner will take all because one series went to England, to Australia, and one went to Pakistan. And I think the Western is all uh, due to travel to Pakistan to complete the tour, too. Uh, yes, think, yes, 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 indeed. So that's my take. Uh, and, and I feel to mention also that Barbara Zam in the last one won the man of the match and man of the series for the ODI. Yes, man yes. of the match, man of the series. Uh, say player of the match, player of the series. And Virgin will be happy to know that, go ahead. And Virgin will be happy to know that Pakistan is now the home of cricket, except India, who is planning to go there next year. Go ahead, no. Well, no. As I said um, before, even last year, sometime this year, I mean, everybody was saying it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I keep on saying the only thing that happened is the ICC wanted to happen, and thankfully it happened. Also, you were saying something about the game between um, South Africa and Bangladesh, and there was complaining about um, the need they mutual umpire. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that is not the problem. Mutual umpire is not the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is the situation where they have with the umpire call, because even though they have a mutual umpire, if I'm the neutral umpire, and I said, I said, the, I give it four LBW and the ball clipping the stump. That means your, your team, because I give you out, you're out. And, if, and the other team come in the bat, and I give those same four balls and said not out, and they're clipping the stump, you're not going to get those wickets. So it's not the neutral umpire. What they need to do, get rid of the umpire. Because if the ball is clipping, it's out. It's not supposed to be over 50 points. If it's touching the stump, clipping the stump, you are out whether, once you go to the third umpire and whether the umpire said out or not, you are out. And if he's not clipping, then you're not out. So that is the problem they need to go back with. Use the technology as you have it, yeah, as you have it because it's not the neutral umpire. Because we know neutral umpire before used to rate one side and give one side out. And sometimes you don't play ball. I see Sanga Carl get a ball off his, what is, uh, shoulder at 190-something. And he was out. It was neutral umpire. But if they have technology and they're using it, it's a, bit, a, a big difference. So the technology there, you need to use it to help the umpire. When the umpire make a mistake, you clear it out with the technology. And we wouldn't be having no problem. I hear you. Yes, Virgil. I, I have to agree with what Virgil has just ex, you know, expressed and I, I won't add anything more to it other than you've got the technology. And these days, umpires out there know that they are under very, very strong scrutiny. So I find it hard to believe that in international matches, umpires would be now deliberately, um, shall we say, looking the other way as they did in previous series in bygone days of the West Indies in places like Australia and New Zealand. So today, the, the scrutiny and the, the, the watch is so close that I just don't see the umpires being at fault, and they should use the technology, as Virgil has indicated. Yeah, yeah we just had a note from Jatin. He's running a little late. He'll be in around about 7.45, so hopefully he's, he's okay. 
and then a new got a note, note from Jetsna too. She she want to tell the folks that uh, some of her friends, I believe, they're from India, um, are listening to the show. So be careful if you you mention anything bad about the Indians because they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Virgil. <laughs> Let me mention something bad. Sharma is a bad Batman. Real bad Batman. If they understand what bad is, our bad is the good bad. No, I'm saying our bad is the good bad. That's my favorite Batman out of India. All right. News? Further news of just to alert the panelists that I spoke with Mackenzie and he's recuperating well. He was hoping to come in today, but uh, he thinks he's not able to make it. But the good news, he's recuperating very well and he is in good spirits and look forward to, um, you know, getting on his feet again. Just seeing us on the radio. Yes, joining us on the radio. That is correct. All right. Yes, I we, we, we to... in this championship, Leon. Oh yes, CWI oh, announced. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. CWI announced the West, the West Indies Championship will resume on Wednesday, May the 18th. Uh, Barbados 42 points, Trinidad 38, lead in the first round matches. Now, for the ongoing tournament, each squad will consist of. 15 players due to COVID-19, and CWI is implementing a very special player loan system to ensure that each team will be able to complete their fixtures. And how this works is this. If a team has a player or players ruled out due to positive COVID-19 result, the team affected can request to use a player from another team are from a pool of locally registered players. So that, you know, Trinidad is playing Barbados and Trinidad has a few players uh, positive. They can request a player from the Barbados team, not necessarily Mm -hmm. one that's playing in the team, but a Barbados registered player who will be in that pool to make up the difference in their players. I'm sorry? Who's not playing yeah. on the, the Barbados Who's thing. not playing? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who's not playing? Or they'll have a, a pool of players, at any rate, who are not playing from which the uh, affected team can, uh, you know, ask for assistance. This way, um, obviously, they will be able to complete matches, and matches will not be abandoned or thrown off for um, whatever reasons. And uh, for information... Live ball by ball will be streamed via the West Indies YouTube channel and also stream live in India on fan code. So I hope our Indian listeners are um, picking this one up. I'll repeat that uh, the West Indies CPL Championship, not CPL, rather the West Indies Championships will resume in May 18 and it'll be streamed live in India on fan code and here in the this part of the world on the YouTube channel. West Indies YouTube Back channel. Indies. West Indies yeah, YouTube the, channel. The question, but, Dennis, question I want to ask yes. you. Um, is, is it going to be like the concussion 
situation where you have to bring in a like player if the fast bowler that got the um that the, the covid you have to you get a fast bowler or if it's a spinner you get a spinner or you know is there any, they, any they, information no, they, on that part they, no, they did not specify that type of information. And I assume from reading it logically is that a player, you you know, you're down one player, you select one that you feel obviously can fill your gap. So I don't think that there will be, and since all teams will have the same options, I don't see that you need to restrict them to a quote-unquote like for like. So it clearly must be you just select one that's available that you think can fill your slot. And he's registered in the pool. I don't think that uh, any sort. But if we get news of, um, you know, restrictions, then we'll certainly share it. Back to you. The reason I I said that anyhow is is that because um, it may just happen that that somebody went down um, with the COVID, as you say, and, um, but the the, the um, batting side or bowling side, whatever side, re- all of a sudden realize that look, the match is being played, and um, the, the pitch is not what it turned out to be. So maybe they, <laughs> they went in with one bowler short or one yeah. batter short. So you know that's why I said that if if they be able to yeah, strengthen their position after the match got started. Devious, yeah, but... they're, um, oh, yeah, they're very devious. That, that's <laughs> It's, it's important. You know, never know what may happen. Right. Yeah, right. Sure. And that's well, good thought. The, yeah. Right. And, of course, as, as early as you mentioned, um, uh, early, early on, the West Indies are due to tour Pakistan for three ODIs, uh, June 8th to, to the 12th. And that's to repeat, if you remember... The West Indies were in Pakistan earlier this year, yes. and they, or is it late, late last year? And their matches were abandoned because of the COVID. Because of COVID. So now they're yeah. re- returning to complete that, and it will count. The, these ODIs will count towards the ICC Super League qualification for the 2023 or is it 2022 Men's Cricket World Cup? I think it's 2022 Cricket World Cup. 2022. You know, with all this, all that is said and done, you know, I I think we ought to give praise to the West Indies Cricket Board for the number of matches and competition they have pulled off this year. And throughout the past two years, when we have the COVID, other teams were restricted. West Indies went to England. We played a lot of competition. We played at home and and still tour. I thought the West Indies Cricket Board do a marvelous job to get these matches on the way. I agree with you, Leon. I agree with you. We should give them the praise. Yes, I agree. I want to do bad, and today yes, we should yes. bring. We ought to have given them praise because that is not give them the big up, task. big up, big up. Not easy task whatsoever. And I just hope that they just continue doing what they have to do, and hope that the the players recognize how much work is done to help them get themselves together. And Fight short setbacks, they still push through, even though at times they lost. Sometimes they bring up a big victory against well, most England. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, they bring up a big victory against England. Because remember, yes. not only they win the Test series, you know, they, they won the series before. And so yeah. uh, we complete the series by beating in, in England twice. And England is a top ranked team in the world. So praise to the West Indies Cricket Board. When they do bad, we, we cry, we, we call them out. And when they do 
good. And, and, and they did that, Leon, in spite of um, knowing that the time when the West Indies went to England, it was actually still very cold, you know? So, um, so they know that it, 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 it was a sacrifice sending West Indies to England at that time. And it was the first um, match, those are the first test matches um, during the COVID-19 stuff. So, you know, it, it, it took a lot of courage and um, we exposed some of our poor guys that were, you know, accustomed to the sunshine and stuff like that. And they went to England freezing. How, how could they, they? They would never win a match there. It's very difficult. And in yes. spite of that, you know, the West Indies, cricket West Indies, you know, they, they were brave. They, they, they went out and um, history will record that they are um, pre-COVID. Uh, well, COVID was still going on, but the West Indies cricket team, one of the first um, to play test cricket during the COVID-19, at the height of the COVID, as a matter of fact. And one would say yeah. that Dowich, Dowich has um, been a, one of the victims of that, those tours, because he came, he could not, he could not stand being confined, and he wanted to yeah, come home. Yeah. And they thought that he was an automatic pick to come right back into the side. And what happened? The salver said, no way, Jose, I'm going to hold this. I got an opportunity, I'm going to hold it. For keeps. Virgil, you agree with me? Uh, and, no? uh, uh, and you know what I'm looking at now, Leon? The, the South Africa situation. With those guys decide to, to stay in. No problem. We're not going to take a revote, the, the NOC or whatever. But stay there and play your cricket. We're going to lose. We're going to use the players we have here. And um, I would really love to see some of those players really put their, put their feet down and then let the other members uh, that, you know, uh, uh, that are playing in, in the IPL right now fight for the places, that not just to just walk back in the team, right? But they have, of course, they'll have to put up, put up some good contribution, um, you know, keep, keep on, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing and, you know, from very valuable, you know, performances and to make it hard for those to return. Of course, if they don't, they're just going to walk back in the team because we know like a Rabada. You don't want, yeah. to, you don't want to have Rabada out there, the world-class bowler like, the, you know, thing, uh, another guy that are there. You want him in your side. But you should make it very hard for them if those players start to perform very well. And um, that's what I like to see. Yeah, but... It's a hard not to crack, you know, gentlemen, because when a team I know. is paying you a million bucks, and I understand that the treatment the players get in the IPL are top class. They're like, like they're treasured property. Not like they're celebrities. No, they're treasured. Yeah. Meaning that they like they they have their guards, I guess, too, that nobody can go mm. close to them, and they have to pay for that. The IPL is is treating these celebrity guys like status. Same yeah, celebrity status. Yeah, top class. Nothing is wrong with that, you know. But when you come back, you just don't come back and just walk into the team. I mean, if the guy is performing, you can't gonna throw me out because I'm performing. I'm get wicked, and all of a sudden, no, that person have to work. When I start to fail, then he can come back in. But he just don't, don't walk back into the team like that because that's oh, why you have the other players in them there for. But if they're performing, you can't just come back and just like whoop. No, you gotta play for your spot. You gotta earn your spot when you come back to. Yes, I agree. But, but you, you know, know, a player like Rabada, 
I think they will restrict him from going back, walking back in the team. That guy has to do exceedingly well before they even look at him. Rabada has got That's to true. be a shooting. A shooting, but, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Really hard. Because you can't tell a player, I'm going to, he's going to hang up a million bucks out there and come back home to play for maybe a $75,000. So, but so that's what I'm saying. It's up to those guys who are, who are the replacement players. It's up to them to show what they can do. And, and they'll, they'll have to do like, more like Labashini, you know, come in as a, as a concussion player and just, you can't drop him again because he, he continues to perform and perform. You know what I'm saying? Number so one, not, not just a, a flash in the punt. Number one, test right, not just a flash in the punt. Right. Right, number one test batsman right now. So we're not talking about just one flash in the pan performance. Yes, sir. Let's welcome Simon. Uh, Simon, yeah. good evening, Simon. And a very good evening to you, Mr. President. And I'll also say good evening to Leon. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening, Cardinal. Good evening, Audley. Good evening, Virgil. Good evening, good evening Mr. Sir. Good evening, Miss Jetna. And good evening, Ivor Henry and Mr. McKenzie, all our faithful listeners all over the world. Very good evening to everyone. Hope everyone had a wonderful week last week, and we are looking for a much better week this week. Everybody. Good evening to you, Mr. Simon. Good evening to you. Yes, indeed. And some of the panelists aren't with us, but they hear their names, so that's, that's great. As you were saying, Virgil, Virgil, as you were saying, we're going to wait a little for you, Simon, with your question. So, pat up. Ready? Leon? Yeah, pat up. Leon. Pat up. Just give us a few minutes. I'll finish what we were saying here. Go ahead. Wasn't okay. this no, 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 no. I was finishing what I'm saying. I am just said, like, with the guys in them, I just don't want them. I mean, if they're performing real good, but, I mean, if your guy, just like I said, it's silver, get an opportunity, and now he's playing and he's holding his part. So, you can't just throw him out for the other person that was there. As long as this guy performs, if he's not performing, good. Then the other person will come right back in there. But as long as they're performing, it's not just a walk right back into the team. You have to play and watch and see. This guy failed, then you can come back in. But it's not just walk from one to the next because it's all based on performance. And if you're not performing, you've got to get a rest. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I, I certainly agree with, with Virgil in that respect that these players should not just walk back into the team. But, you know, we have to rely on the administrators being, um, shall we say, proactive and not just draft players coming back at the expense of the ones who stick with the team. They need to really bring players back based on performance. That's, that's, that's very, very important and it's key in order to avoid the kind of players' uh, favoritism that may well be seen as a negative in the club. But I want to go back to um, something that uh, Virgil has pointed out earlier in the um, IPL. He mentioned young players. And I do recall we had an interview with, um, uh, I, I cannot remember his name, out of India. And he had said to us that uh, certainly the, some of the IPL teams were definitely intending to bring the young players into the squad to have them uh, learn and earn experience by playing with the recognized stars of the day. 
And so I'm wondering if this young fellow, Donny, was one of those players that was drafted that, that Virgil is pointing out. Um, we also, earlier when you mentioned the kudos to the West Indies for having put on such a great uh, program, I want to remind um, my fellow panelists that amongst the things they had achieved was the Under-19 World Cup. Yes. Yeah, there in the West Indies, which were so duly, and we saw some very, very important contributions from the team from India, and their very, very talented um, bunch of players. What a great team, and of course, the West Indies take kudos for arranging that. Back to you, Leon. Yes, Audley, take it over for me at this moment. Audley, come on in. Okay. Okay. And take it over. Okay. So, um, so gentlemen, anything else? Virgil, you have anything else you wanna you want you wanna talk about? Mm, no, not on that topic. No. So Simon, until um, Leon comes back. So, um, uh, Dennis, anything else you want you you have you wanna continue continue with or? Dennis, oh, if you wanna talk about that um, excited uh, hundred that um, what uh, just just Got one it. butler. So, I, I just asked, you know, you said, so why not? Go ahead. Yeah, just, you know, I'm just bringing up something just in case, you know, but I wasn't thinking about it at the time there. Could, could you repeat the question there for me, Virgil? I just missed it. I was... No, what I was just saying, say? um, if you want to talk about that, that excited um, 100 that um, just Butler um, scored okay. just like a couple of days ago. Why don't you bring in Simon and get Simon out of the way? Because he's, he's, he had a hot question for us. Right, Simon? <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. I hope I can um, fill your panel there. And, and so, a good question wait. tonight. Wait, wait. Okay. Simon, hold on. Hold on. Virgil. Question Virgil. for tonight. Simon, um, Simon. Simon, hold on. Wait for me. Virgil, Virgil has a hot question for you, so be careful now. Go okay. On. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'll give you my question first. Yes, okay. There was a test player called Alan Knott, and I'd like you to tell me, first of all, what country he played for, and the second part of the question, he was a wicketkeeper, and how many dismissals he had in test cricket, test cricket, how many dismissals Alan Knott had, and for bonus points, which country did he play for? England 265. Mm. England okay. 265. Okay. I'm guessing the, the, the number of business Okay. Okay. We go down the panel. Virgin. England, England uh, 176. Okay. Thank, thank you, Mr. Audley. How about uh, you, 240? Yeah. I, I thought Dennis would get this one, came from England. He should get this one. Oh. Oh well, I definitely know that is uh, is uh, English, one of the most respected and revered English wicketkeeper. He was very, he was brilliant, and I enjoyed watching him play in the uh, in in the sixties. I would you. take a I would take a stab at his dismissal at three hundred for his test matches. Okay, thank you, thank you, Dennis. And Virgil? Uh, 240. 240. I thank you, Virgil. 
And, and you said he played from England, right? He's from England? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what parties. about Mr. McKenzie? No, he's not with us yet. With us At least yet? he won't be with us today. Okay. Neither Ivor is not with us either? No, no, Mr. No, okay. Mr. Jatin. He's running late. Okay, I understand you. Okay. So uh, should I reveal my answer, Mr. President? Yes, sir. Okay, we had the first part of the question right. Alan Knott was a wicketkeeper who played for England, and he took 269 dismissals in his test career, 269. So a few of you in the neighborhood. In the, in the neighborhood. How much did you say, Audley? 176? Audley said, I think, 265. Yeah, yes, yeah, I said 265. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. I said oh. 176. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was yeah, 260. Yeah, but my neighborhood is very old, you know, because even when, when it's 265, when you're 176, you say you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> that's because... Uh, very vast neighborhood. Hey, oddly, that's because I live on a farm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's no fences. <laughs> whole thing is the neighborhood. <laughs> Leon, okay. I think Virgil... Virgil got that right on the head, if I'm not mistaken. I heard Virgil say 269. Did I not? No, no, no. no. 240. Yeah, no, no. No, I didn't. Uh, 240. Oh, oh, yeah. 240. I said 265. Yeah. Oh, he said oh, 170. Okay. okay. And you, right. you said 300 and Virgil 240. Yes, I have them written down. Okay. Okay. That's why we in the show to learn from each other. And how about you, Virgil? You have a question for Simon, right? <laughs> I know. Yes, yeah, Simon. Yeah. Yes, I'm in, the IPL, in the IPL, who have the most um, wicket in the IPL? Uh, you're talking about um, bowler? Or? From the time the IPL starts, yeah. Okay. And um, which, which country or which player? Which player? Because the most country, in the country, like, they play with different teams, so I can't even call a team because they switch from one team to the next. I know, so, I know. Yes. I know that. Okay, I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna get a shot at it, Mister. Um, uh, let me check right here now. First thing came to my mind is India, and I have to say, I have to say, um, you're talking about now players or any player? No, no. Let, let, let me refer my question. The IPL is played in India. Right. On, in all the teams that are playing in the IPL, which one of the players? have the most wicket in the IPL. Oh, you mean at, the, at present? At present? Okay. Yes, from the time so, the IPL so started until now, yes. So the the most wicket overall. Overall. From the inception. From the inception. Okay. From the time the tournament started. Okay, let, me, let me think carefully now. Let me kill carefully now. I wasn't following the IPL, but I'm going to get a, a shot at it. I'll say, I'll say a player from India, and I'll say... No can, do. no can do. No can do. Not from India? Okay. Let's no. go back. One straight. One straight. I'll say from South Africa. South Africa. Two strikes. Two strikes. Okay. All right. So then the only one left to call is Australia. No, no, no. Can I, can I say something? Okay. Okay. The, wait, wait, wait. The, flag, the flag is red, white, and black. 
red, white, and black. What flag is that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the well, nation playing with that color flag. Hey, they played a lot of they played a lot of soccer. Oh, you're talking about Trinidad? I'm listening. Yeah, name the player. And the player there. Uh, mm. Well, let's give him a clue. Okay, he yeah. Must be from the West Indies. From the West Indies. Yeah. And I say. You want to give? You want to give you a bigger clue? Clue? Yes. Who was the captain of the team that walked away mm. a strike in the India tour? Okay, now I'm getting India. closer to it now. I'll have to go along with, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a minute, that Trinidadian captain can't call his name right away, but I know exactly who it was. A captain from Trinidad. Lara? And, and, it's, not, and, and it's not Pollard? No, not, not, not Lara. It wasn't Lara. Okay. <laughs> and okay. it's not Pollard. Pollard? Pollard? Okay. And it's not Pollard. Not Pollard either. No, but I'm getting close. I had I had two chances already. Okay. Um, well, I I know the name is on my camera. Just can't bring it out. I know I know. Lara I know. the champion. Yeah, there are, there are two Lara brothers of them. There are two brothers Lara of them. Champion. He's one. Yeah, but he's one. Simon. Hi, Mr. Simon. Take hey, your tongue, you. take your finger, and take your finger and pull your tongue out of your mouth and take it off. Cause you said it's on the tip of your tongue. So just take it out and pull it off. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe I need something to loosen my tongue. Okay, just say, just say, bra, bra, in Spanish, in Spanish, what they said. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I told you it was on my tongue. There are two brothers of them, two bravos. <laughs> he gave it from a girl. That, that, so that's girl. a good one, Leon. That's you a good see, one. I, 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 I learned. Hey, um, Virgil. You see what I learned from you? <laughs> that's what we're here for. I, I yeah. learned a lot from you, um, Virgil. Okay, now do you know? Let's yeah, bravo, on. yeah. Oh, a question for you. You were talking earlier when I came onto the show about the let's silver. Welcome. Simon, yeah. Simon, let's welcome Jatin and you come back. Okay. Evening to you, Jatin. He was running late. Jatin, good evening to everyone. Yes, okay. Good evening, Go ahead, evening Coach. And, and good evening to you, Mr. Coach. Good evening to you. Hope you had a good week and hoping for a better week this week. Finally home after traveling, so you know how you feel. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I understand. It was a busy weekend. It was a busy weekend. Just got home. Okay. Simon, Simon, let me say hello to everybody. Yes. Simon, has a question for you. Simon? Go ahead. Simon, oh. you have a question okay. for Jason. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll give you a chance to catch your breath, then I'll give you the question. Uh, they have um, a player 
name was Alan Knott. Was a wicked keeper? No, no, no. You asking the question after that. We answered that before, right? The question you were oh, going to ask. No, he, he was not telling. He wasn't good. No. Oh, no, no I was asking. You might not know. No. I was asking about the silver. You were talking about the silver a while ago. I wanted to know what country you played for. Oh, Trinidad. Trinidad, okay. Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Okay, no, Jaden. I was thinking Guyana. Hmm. Tell us what you have in mind, Jaden. What's going on, Jaden? Uh, not much. Yeah, that's uh, De Silva. He's from Trinidad, the one who plays as a wicketkeeper in uh, West Indies team. Yeah. And uh, Simon started talking about something. Alan Knott. He used to be the England keeper. Yes. Yeah. And that was the question I gave to the panelists. Mm. But I know you. What I know you that? would know that. No, I did not. But he played for the England. I know. Yes. And uh, very close to almost, I believe, sort of few sort of hundred tests. That's I know. He did and, not play uh, How many tests. wickets um, dismissals he had as a wicket keeper? Oh, you mean uh, how many catches he turns behind the stumps and those kind of things? Uh, catches You're talking at the test? You're talking test or ODI? He played test, both formats. Test. Oh, test. I remember the one thing. 250 exactly. Period. Okay. Okay. <laughs> only keeper. Only keeper has a mark of 250. Yeah. No less. No more. Okay. okay this one is. My book says 269, but I'll say 250 and probably for catches and no, 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 some no, things no. maybe. No, 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 no. That 269 is a, he contributed total dismiss. Uh, what do you call dismissals? Yes. 269. I'm 100% sure on catch is 250, so he may have a 19 stumpings, I can tell you. Yeah, that's right. 250 um, stumpings, catches, catches no, and 19 catch. stumpings. Yeah. yeah, so 269, yeah. yeah you, you hit it on the head. I remember the catch because uh, even today when you play in uh, English County, there is a talk of the town every time. Somebody grabs like 250, then they just tease. Hey, don't take extra catch. <laughs> we want to. We don't want to break the record. Make sure you speak the record. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, and um, and Virgil gave me a very difficult question as well. I wish you were here to help me. Can, uh, Leon, can we ask Coach Jaden? to give us his rundown of or summary of what took place in the Women's World Cup. What's his take on the whole affair and, you know, the arrangements, the matches, the winners, the victors, the losers? Coach, let's, let's hear your take on, on, on that. Well, it's a wonderful tournament for sure. The second thing, we can see lots of competitive uh, games played in this World Cup, especially an initial stage that includes uh, two upsets the West Indies made against uh, England and New Zealand. That was the beautiful thing to see, uh, to prove it, that these all teams around the world, even in the women stage, they are capable to beat anyone on a given day. Uh, no doubt this ends up the way I expected because Australia was too strong from day one. 
And they did well, but if you look at it, this is the, what the good team does as the tournament progress. Australian batsmen did start taking momentum and aggressively putting the show when needed. That includes that opening batter who scored a century in semifinal and final both. England kind of sort of it. England has to rethink about this team. They have a lot of old players. Some of them, I will say, fitness is the major issue. Same thing with the West Indies. Uh, the big disappointment, if you look at the other way, where the people thought about it, it's India and New Zealand. They started well. Everyone was expecting they'll reach, but did not make it. But the beautiful thing to see is the down under in South Africa. They did really well to come up to this uh, uh, semi-final, and they put the overall show. Our West Indies has to do a lot of work to do, I will say. This is not the team you want to keep it. That's for sure. Number two, they need a lot of young players. On top of that, fitness matters because if the West Indies did not make any big impact in this tournament besides the two surprises, then I will blame the fitness because players are not capable to do in a longer term. That's what has happened. Uh, absolutely, Pakistan and Bangladesh were there just to pitch in their slots, but uh, we had written off even at the beginning of the series like they can't go anywhere. The one thing, most important thing came out of this tournament is their professionalism, I call it. The way they behave and the way they played with the sportsmanship and the spirit of the game which is a very, very high standard we can see in women cricket because nowadays that part is going, I would say, sliding away in a man's games. But this thing is proved like this is the way to play. And the big thing they did is the showcase. If you see a lot of fielding, the diving catches and the, some uh, excellent quick fielding, they have shown it. That shows that the women are capable to perform the same way like men's does. And that is what uh, this whole tournament is all about. And from here, if you look at the future, I think a better show is coming, I will say, because in last, uh, let's say, five, six years, the women got the opportunity to compete at the professional level, like the Bass League has the women's team. And then you have this uh, IPL uh, is doing it for, I believe, last three, four years, where they have their own three, four teams, and they compete just as a showcase. And now, looking the future, I believe the IPL is going for the women tourney soon. I will not be surprised. West Indies already declared, beginning with this CPL, there is a three or four teams going to compete. And same thing with the Australia. What it means, there will be a lot of opportunities for the young and inexperienced players to compete around the world. And this kind of tournament will benefit in the long run. Because look at the India. They got plenty of new players coming into. All they need is some time out there in a competitive cricket at international level. No doubt, they are a little bit behind than the men's team because we have seen so many times in the men's teams, some young one just come into the team and all of a sudden he proves from day one where he belongs to. 
Woman is going the other way. And no doubt, India has to tackle some issue. They were uh, finalists in the uh, last World Cup in England, and all of a sudden, they cannot even make it semi-final here. And uh, it was a disappointing that when they lost by uh, last ball, that before the semi-final. But uh, I will not go with that uh, moment like uh, they missed the semi-final by one run. No, you had a seven games to make that semi-final. He did not do well in entire tournament. So it's uh, overall, I will say, Australia is uh, still making noise, and they will be at number one because they have a team, and they have a lot of young players coming too. But at the same time, as far as the technical skills concern, the game tactics concern, or the way they are playing this game, I will say I rank them A+. plus. This is a tournament is opening up for everybody in a worldwide to draw the new fan base and attention to the women's game. And that's a beautiful thing to see that uh, 20 years back, women cricket was like secondary side. People have an almost no interest. And now if you look at it, there is a heavy interest going around the world. Not only that, I attended that media release uh, virtual meeting, and you'll not believe it. How many people are interested to know what's happening in women cricket's game? So future ahead, and I will say we are expecting more cricket in a women cricket world. Uh, Jatin, question: What account? What? What? In your opinion, what has accounted for the number of drop catches? Were it not for those drop catches in the match last night, in particular? when Haynes and Healy were dropped early. And in the West Indies match, some four or five chances were, were put down against Australia as well. And many, many catches were dropped throughout the tournament. And the third, second question, do you think it's time that the women will get their deservingly equal pay as the men? Uh, let me answer the second one. Absolutely no. This is a two-different ball game, and uh, it's not about the gender equality or some other things we need to compare at the moment between men and women. I believe in that term, ICC has a very good plan. It's like pay to performance. Men are making more money, so they are getting paid more. You don't expect the women who are not up to that scale where the how the money generated by the men's team and look for the same salary. So it's like a long way to go on that side. It's a, you can't even compare with the what happened in U.S. soccer because U.S. soccer was the difference, like a reverse way. Men's team wasn't performing at all, and women's team is at the excellent. And when they realized that the U.S.A. soccer, in a worldwide, we are drawing more attention because of the women's performance, and that was the dispute to get the equal amount of money like the men's does. Why not we get the same amount? They don't make more money than us. But the cricket is the other way around. And uh, yes, 100%, we love to see that uh, women cricket can be appreciated all over the world. I like to see they get the contracts to be on the roster for year around so they can uh, find their way to feed their families and uh, survival into this game. And... Uh, Biggest thing I will say is they need much more involvement to appreciate women's game and give them the more opportunities, including budget 
so they can expand from the whatever level they are, whether it's West Indies, India, or USA, all are staying. Uh, going back to your uh, key question, uh, I believe you are targeting West Indies fielding. I will yeah, say when only West Indian. Uh, all at the time, at a time, we had just a couple of good, uh, I think, the few exciting fielding uh, moments showcased by the Deandra Darting, nothing else. She did excellent a couple of times, but the overall, these teams need a lot of tough. And this is the part of the fitness. If you say they are running well, they went under, went under or behind the ball, able to put both hands, and they still drop. In that sense, I will say there is a more things needed in terms of keeping eye on the ball until it gets to your palms, right? That means you need to have a focus and concentration, what you're doing for that particular moment until you grab the catch. So that is the psychology fitness in your head, how good you are or how much you prepare to do that job. And I will say they fail in all three terms. Physical fitness was the issue. Mindset was also a big-time issue. And then you got the psychological issue. And overall, when you drop those kind of catches at the beginning of the inning against a good quality player, they will make sure that you pay for the price. And that is what exactly happened to West Indies. There's a couple of catches they drop at early stage, and the other uh, opposing team batsman scores on. And once they do, guess what happened? You are falling behind. The pressure is building up on you because now it's a psychology, the game psychology. Once you lose, once you drop the catch, and somebody's making out of it, yes, you're putting entire team down there. So I think there's a lot of work needed in terms of the fielding, that's for sure, because it wasn't at the international level, especially for this tournament. But, but he, but he and, and Haynes were dropped by England as well early, yes, last night too. So it's not only West Indies, yeah. so the number of other teams have dropped crucial catches too. So uh, overall, we, have to, we have to understand the one thing super simple in a world cricket. When you drop a catch to a good batsman, when, you, when your team is paying for it. Reason? The good batsman, we call it the sporting luck, the chance, God-given chance. When you got this life, means the chance, they want to build on it. They are not ready to throw their wicket. And that is the reason... They put the big scores. It is just very simple, like we've seen in men's cricket, like Tandulkar, let's say Brian Lara, uh, Sinara and Chandrapal was the big one. What these legends do? Same thing. When you give them the chance, means they are batting longer because they know how much they worth. They care about their cost of the wicket. They are not going to easily give it to you. You give one chance, you're paying back for the entire game. And that is what exactly happened. What the Australia did against the West Indies and England, it's a super simple. Look how much score they made after that catches were dropped. Individual score by that particular player, as well as that opening stand. And eventually, if you look at the outcome, I would say catches win matches, 
and when you drop catches you are on losing side beginning from that particular Co- moment coach i have um uh, a question for you i i give full credit to the new zealand administrators for absolutely perfect grounds and settings and so on but the one point where i give them a negative score is the fact that you plan ahead you plan this thing for years and you come to a situation where rain affects the match and you have to reduce the overs or the match to a 20 overs why can these matches not be replayed on an alternative day given that they only were playing one matches per day in various um, locations. I think that it's it's a negative um, uh, situation that really affected the overall outcome of this tournament. The fact that there were no dates set aside to replay in full matches. What is your view on that? Well, uh, this is uh, not something super simple to fix it because when you say to take the additional day to consider to play the rain-affected games, but then uh, the whole schedule has to be in a different way. I will say it can disturb the whole formula. This, uh, this particular World Cup, if you look at it, they wanted to play one game on a one day and they are giving the both teams at least two days of a rest, okay? Now, if you have planned to give, let's say, two days' race between the two games, and all of a sudden you got a rain issue, and you're playing next day, means this both team will be sort of the rest. And if you look at in the long run, this entire tournament was whoever wants to be champion, you have to play nine games, in a short period against seven different opponents. So it's not an easy task. So I believe this is the good thing they did. It's not something negative. We have to see how much overall cricket has been played all over the world. Number two, the workload. These ladies are out there for about almost six weeks and they are scheduled to play seven regular games before they make it to the semi-final and final. So because of these all consideration, and when they are looking at the, not just the rest time for the players, but at the same time, they have the administration management, ground people, the commentary crew, the videographer crew, the cameraman, you can count on. And there is no point to have an extra day extended for this tournament. It's the best thing to do is let's live with it. This is the plan. If the guard is not with you, if there is a weather is the issue, let's live with it. And that is what they exactly did. It was used to be in old days, I will say between the uh, first four World Cup, I think, in a men's side, where they had this extended program to take that additional day. But the moment, I think the entire world is... Uh, playing more games and uh, you cannot afford the extra days to have extra days off for the rest. So I'm not disappointed. It's a very good going and these rules are same. It has been declared before the tournament in a rain effect situation. They also pointed out the deadline. If the game doesn't uh, start before certain time, then game will be called off. 
And there is a formula where they deduct the number of overs based on how much time we lost because of the rain or ground situation. So the team had this knowledge enough to play. You cannot blame that the sum of the game is impacted because of the weather or the outfield. No, it was laid down and it was even for the both teams. It's a matter of fact, I will say it may be your chance on winning the toss, whether to bat first or second. But other than that, all teams had the same opportunity. They were all on the same page, same rules. Let, let's, let's welcome Jatna. Jatna, good evening to you. Yeah. Pin number, give me a pin number. No, 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 as I could, as I was listening, I could hear that he was, he was just reiterating some of the points that I made earlier about um, about the, the the ladies and qualities of play, with one exception that he, he doesn't believe in the equal pay uh, in that sense as yet. Mm-hmm. How about you, Virgil? Virgil, how about you? Anything? No, the only thing I just want to add, especially um, for the West Indies team, you see, like Australia, they they can have their local competition woman. It's hard for the West Indies team to really have because we don't really have nothing set up for all these different islands to have um, tournament. You might have maybe a dozen or two dozen people in, in that country, that women that play cricket, hardball cricket, and it's kind of hard itself. But what the, I, as I said, what the um, CPL is doing, it's a very good start for the women because you can have three teams now and maybe other women will get interested and want to be in that competition, I will put themselves out there. But for their own country, they don't have enough women that are playing so they can have a competition going on yearly, just like how you have the man competition. And that's one of the problems we in the Caribbean really having. Because as I said, Australia, England, New Zealand, they, um, they have yearly round games with their women because they have enough women playing in a competition to make a real great team, and we don't really have that. So what the, what the CPL is doing is a good start for us, and I hope it continues and we can get more other women involved in there to play more cricket when these girls is off, like in the Caribbean now, they have more cricket to play so they can keep on performing and, I mean, excel on the game. Gentlemen, the final question I want to put to the panelists this evening is the question of the pitches that are being prepared. There's much talk about the, the last series, West Indies versus England. The two first matches were considered feather beds. They went to the they went the distance, and the final was prepared a little more lively and or livelier, and the West Indies won. Your thoughts about the pitches around the world, uh, Jaitin? And anyone else who wants to write in, chime in. Well, the quality of pitches are going down. Absolutely, I can put the note that we are not getting uh, comparative wickets, which was used to be 20, 30 years back, because now they are doing these pitches preparation in a short time. They don't have enough time to prepare for it. And on top of that, uh, they're making the life easier by putting too much rollers and making the flat pitches. It doesn't give too much uh, 
advantage to the bowlers. It's a more of a benefit towards the batsmen, and uh, that is the reason it's going on. Now, number two is uh, basically, once again, the schedule. Right? For example, if you look at the 20 years back, in any particular city in, uh, let's say, Caribbean, if you think about it, they might be playing two or three tests a year on the ground, and maybe about three or four ODIs at the most. But if you look at the same ground today, instead of those four to seven games a year, we are looking 20 games a year. And then tournament like CPL will be back-to-back. You don't have too much time between the two games. So even you have a block, we call it uh, the center uh, rectangle area where you have laid down about three, five, or seven turf wickets. It is too much to prepare all those tracks. And even you do, when you're playing that many games, that is what impacts uh, the outcome. And that is the reason nowadays, if you look at this ongoing CPL at the moment, the team batting first doing well, team batting second may collapse. And that's what is going to happen because the PKs are prepared under a short time and these alternatives about dropping wickets is uh, not a great idea, but uh, that's a commercial uh, version of the cricket to bring it down, nice-looking pitches, lay down, and let's play. But I will not rate this as a world-class wickets. Are you saying the the, the two pitches that were were played on, one in Bridgestone and one in Saviv, you blame the, the, the groundsman for that and then the one in Grenada? Whom do you credit for that, good sir? First of all, I will not or never blame the groundsman. Groundsman's job is to prepare the pitches from a given assignment, which includes what type of the wicket needed and how soon it's needed. And with that criteria, they do their best, the physical way, uh, work, we take the time. It's a time-consuming. Preparing pitches is not an easy task. And when it does not perform to your expectation or when things go wrong, it's easy to blame these groundsmen. And I will not do it. Even you do problem. so, the both teams played. Both teams played on the same wicket. How come one team blames the ground when other don't? I don't get no, it. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Well, Leon. Uh, just a, just a I, sidetrack of this. Uh, just a sidetrack before you come in, Dennis. I, I noticed in India, they are rewarding and recognizing the grounds men and women who have gone through this because they have gotten a lot of criticism. When the when, the, when the, the wicket is bad, when the pitch is uh, uh, bad and go for five days, they say the dead wicket when it, uh, pitch, and when it's <laughs> when it's and the short, they still blame them. You give you give us a, a uh, something to, to cut the throat of the batsman. Dennis, your your take. Yeah, um, on that point, um, I, I noted that uh, there are several pitches. At least one in Pakistan, which was downgraded or at demerited points, and one, I think one might have been in India. And of course, we heard, we have heard uh, noises coming from certain quarters in the West Indies 
about pitches and blaming the pitches. And I, I've said all along that if both teams are playing on the same wicket then or the same pitch, there should be no complaints because both are facing the same advantages and disadvantages of the pitch. And it just goes to show how well prepared the players are and their capabilities and their skills at using the equipment and the surface they have. But in addition, a recent interview with a um, one of the grounds person at, uh, in the West Indies, he was asked about this factor. And I recall one of the statements he made was that in the Caribbean, there aren't enough playing surfaces for cricket to have a separate stadium and soccer or other field sports to have separate individual um, playing surfaces. So the surfaces that are primarily in the West Indies are being used for multiple sports, multiple field sports, and such as soccer and cricket on the same pitch. So when they prepare a pitch, the pitch does not get sufficient coverage or protection from other feet running around and chopping it up and causing damages. And so it is essential that we try our best to um, have separate sporting facilities for different um, field sports. And the other point that the uh, ground person made was the incorporation of grass in the wicket. He explained how having grass growing in the wicket was a factor in being able to drain and um, curate the pitch to the extent where it will play in a different fashion. And I know in the Caribbean we tend to have pitches that are uh, devoid of grass. But this ground person, and he was a West Indian groundsman, curator, mm-hmm. and he had the very point he made, he stressed the point of having these pitches with grass, and the, uh, he shows the advantages and disadvantages of having grass in, in, in these wickets. Back to you, Leon. Yeah, uh, you just, that's, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Okay, George, everybody come. That's a joke. That's a joke. You think it's about time we call pitches pitches wicked and wicked pitches? Because too often we call the, the pitch pitches uh, wicked, right? The pitch wicked. Yeah, well, I've not only heard it here, but we ha- I hear it in the uh, lots of commentators saying that they call the pitch wicked, and you know it just yeah. become commonplace. Well, Virgil, your question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. What, um, let, let me talk about the Caribbean with God. He, um, he was saying something about um, the, the playing boat sport. Long time ago, that used to happen. Yeah, 2007 yeah. World Cup, all these um, countries in the Caribbean that get um, the World Cup cricket, all of them build new stadiums. So this new stadium is no cricket and football playing in this new stadium. It's all cricket. That's like, okay, for instance, Antigua. Recreation ground, no more cricket unless they have to, but that's play more football. Richard Stadium, it's all cricket that they play there. What them guys is doing now, the, the, first of all, is everything is about the Batman. 
Everybody wants to give you most likely a dead pitch so the Batman can bat longer. No lively pitch, so at least you can get a, a team out in a day or a day and a half. These batting teams, you're going into the bat, and you're batting two days or sometimes into three days if you want to. The problem that we're having is not the really pitch that's playing two sport because, as I can said, River Richard Stadium and most all of the one in the Caribbean, Grenada, St. Lucia, whatever, they was all new stadium put down just to cricket because they have their, their football stadium. And football and cricket does not combine to each other. One plays six months of the year, and the other one play another. They doesn't really play in, 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 the, in the same ter- um, time when you're having cricket going on. But the pitches that we're making, we're not making pitch for us to win game. We're making pitch just for we want to showcase the Batman, and that's the problem we have. The bowler cannot get nothing out of the pitch. The field is smaller, and the ball, so nothing is inside of the cricket for the bowler unless someday you have some kind of luck and things happen for you. And that's the only thing that we're doing. But we need to get pitch that the ball, we can see the keeper collecting ball above his head, not below his waist. And that's the one the problem we have in. All right. So, Audley, you have any question or Dennis or anything? Any further to add? Gentlemen? No, no, not me. How about you, Simon? Anything that is on your mind? No, I'll just go back a little uh, before when we asked the question about the women cricket and men's cricket. And uh, Mr. Patel was trying to explain to you, um, you know, there are two different things. It's not the same caliber. You cannot put a, a clerical worker with an administrator. They are two different categories. They don't come close. So they must pay different pay. You uh, cannot... I have to interrupt you, Mr. Uh, Simon. Uh, you haven't been watching the World Cup. Believe me, you yeah, haven't exactly. been watching it. Exactly. You haven't been. Have that, yeah. <laughs> or else you would, never, you would never be talking like that. Probably you, if you're watching the Women's World Cup, especially as a team, you wouldn't even want to see some of the men play. Honestly, hmm. tell the truth. <laughs> you, you ever seen a, a woman bowling 95 miles an hour? No, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not the speed. It's not the speed. It's the performance. It's the performance of the bowler and the performance of the, the, the batter. That is what counts. It's not somebody because nobody really bowling 95 miles per hour now. And some of them are bowling 95 miles per hour. If they're not moving the ball, they don't really get wicked. All they got to do put make the bat connect to the ball and go on into the boundary. <laughs> but if you really watch the performance of this woman, sometimes I prefer to watch the woman play because you see, I mean, it's just amazing how this, 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 this woman plays. Okay. So you need, you, I think you need to get, yeah, you need to get and watch all of these. How come you call the players batters? I don't want to give them equal pay. <laughs> They're batters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you see, I think when 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 more money generate from the woman cricket, then it'll be a big different thing. But the money is not generating from the woman cricket yet. Once because it starts to generate, this woman, this woman money will go up, go up a lot. But believe you, well, well you watch the, the, the CPL in the CPL or maybe the Australian. The contract is equal. They, they, you know, and and. Uh, and the big bash, I can tell you, just as exciting as any other, any, any, um, like the big bash men. It's just as exciting. I tell you, you, you watch the big bash. I, I'm, yeah. I, I got fully sold on the ladies getting the PP by, by just watching the big bash. I've Look. seen 
some performances there. Uh, it's out of this world, believe me. You watch, I mean, the Australian I, World Cup team there, the woman, oh my, just unbeatable. For you beat them, you have to have some kind of big, big, that's a little luck, a big, big, big luck to win that team, man. These girls play, I mean, amazing to see how these girls play. And it, it's classical shot. You know, and that's what, that is what you well, want to see. Well, the, um, Virgil, I, I, I agree with you, and of course, with Audley, because I've watched a great deal of these uh, games. And I will certainly support the statement that the women's game has developed to a, a level where I asked the question recently is how long before we see women and mixed men and women team playing because the women are now at the level where you can certainly say that they have as much, if not more, skills than a lot of our male players. And yes, the other yes, thing about true. what the other thing about the, the, the women's game, we see this in soccer as well. That the women's game tend to be very clean with lots less. Um, what shall we say? Um, tomfoolery and things. For example, in women's soccer, the game is clean and move and it flows. In the men's soccer, one tackle and you have a lot of um, comedic performance on the ground rolling around for five minutes before they get up and run away as if nothing happened. And that is the point I'm making here is that the women's team game in soccer and in cricket has improved to the level where it is clean, it is professional, they have a lot of talent on display, and we can see the entertainment value of what they're giving. So they deserve to be paid a lot more than they're being paid currently. And the game, in my opinion, sometimes you enjoy watching it more than the men's game because of the, the amount of nonsense that we see when we watch the men's game. Back to you, Leon. Let's hear from Judson. Let's hear from Judson, Virgil. Judson, come on in. You heard the conversation. Can you chime in? Yes, yes. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. I know we're talking about women's cricket, how to improve or make uh, progress. Uh, My suggestion would be uh, they need to play more tournaments. And, of -hmm. course, they should have more camps like we used to have in India. A cricket camp, two months, three months, like that. That's the only way to improve. And, of course, uh, good coaches who coach, uh, coaches them, you know, to improve their game All right. and progress. Yeah. Ready for Jetsna? Go ahead, Virgil. Come in. Come no, no, in. I, wasn't, I, I, wasn't, yeah, I wasn't saying nothing. I was just commenting on something. Go ahead. I'm, I'm Simon, good. Any, any questions from you, Simon? <clears throat> any concerns about anything that we have said so far? No, no, no. It's quite clear with me. Quite clear. I'm just learning from the experts. You know, you know, Leon. Going back to what Juxner has just said about the academy, I should point out that the Cricket West Indies have just um, announced, or rather, recently announced that they are planning to have a cricket academy in the West Indies, and I think both male and female players will be invited to this year-round academy to help to improve the core game and performance of our players. So 
that's a very valid point that uh, Juxon has raised. And obviously yes. she's seen it and experienced it in India. And I'm happy to say that the Cricket West Indies are now committed to having academy in the islands to, for this very purpose. Back to you, Leon. Okay. One other thank thing you, that you, I sir. want to... Thank you, too. Um, one other thing that I want to bring to the panelists. I've seen recently a number of players from New Zealand were recognized in the World Cup. Now... The West Indies having won those on the 19, the ladies, and, of course, the men's. And we haven't seen much recognition. Don't you think it's about time that some form of recognition be given to these players over the years? And whatever country you're from, they should be recognized. Because we, we won the World Cup in 75 and, and 79. And um, I didn't think the players were brought, brought together. We won the World Cup 2012, 2016 in the men, 2016 women, and all the 19. And we have not been properly recognized. The players have not. And I'm sure all, all over the world that the players might have gotten something and recognized. But it's about time we give them some recognition or put them in, a, in some place of note that our players can look at them and say that these guys were the players on our team at that time. But what are the, what are the thoughts of the panelists on my suggestion? Anybody well, well Leon, I'm going on this one. Oh. I, I, I heard elsewhere um, another program where somebody has been trying to champ, well, has been championed the, the cause for the cause for the West Indians <laughs> that won the first World Cup to be recognized. And uh, I, I don't think that was done right um, because that was a big occasion and we won the, 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 the second and the third were beaten by India. Mr. Patel's India in, in the third, <laughs> in the final. <laughs> yeah. <in> the final. <laughs> oh, and Miss Jetna. Sorry, I forget. Miss Jetna. <laughs> yes, I'm here too. <laughs> right. R- right. So, so, um, uh, that, that, that's a good idea, and um, we, we'd like to see it start over there and then expand to um, yeah, giving some more recognition to some of our um, great players of the past because it, it's, it's very important, you know, and it's encouraged. Some, some, some of them, of course, are markets. Some are some were recognized by their by their individual islands. Some were, you know, were. were Given the, the the title sirs and and you know others, but uh, as a team, then I think we're still waiting to see, like uh, you know, get all the players together and um, hand hand out some some sort something and some sort of trophy or something you want to pin on the shirt or for recognition for for that great victory. Starting this whole thing. That's you. Anything anything else, uh, Dennis? From you, your end that you we well, forgot oh, because we're going to ask I, you to I'm do a summary. Sure. I, I'm not sure um, that, uh, you know, additional recognition is really something that is, is necessary because these players and are recognized for their contribution as long as they played for, you know, for the national team. So I'm not sure that it's something that is really um, a great deal other than, because other than giving them a certificate which says you played, what else is that going to do for them? I'm not sure it does anything else. But I but do have it, one it, other point. Do you know, 
Do you know how many players may be playing for the West Indies side right now? I don't know. Who was the captain of the World Cup team? Who was who Roberts and, and Murray put on a, a marvelous uh, partnership to save West Indies from losing twice, twice against Pakistan. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. You know, yes, but, and but, the Richards run out, the Chapel Brothers with that marvelous run out and so forth. My goodness, you know, these are things that should be in an archive somewhere that people <laughs> and museum or something, recognize them and put them in a, somewhere and let the world know about no. it. And similar similar no. situation in other countries that won the World Cup too. India India has praised that 1983 wickets, I mean, win so much. I think they made a movie about it. Am I correct in saying that? Um, I'm uh, J- Jatsna or, or, or Jatin? Yes, yes. No, you are right. You are right. Mm-hmm. You are right. Yes. Well, As you were saying, Dennis, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, archiving and a museum type with with yes. videos and things, but most of West Indian historical videos are available out there on YouTube, and it's just a matter of cl- clubs yes. clubs who have cricket as part of their um, you know their their their, their being should mm-hmm. of course push these their players to learn from. The, uh, the the past and the history of of our game. So I they don't know that asking my a guy to go and watch cricket and video you watch it, but how how often? But if you put it in well, front well, of him in a two and and in some place that's strategic that he can see it, it would be more meaningful, well, in my view. <clears throat> well, what what I would say, Leon? Why mm-hmm. don't the clubs have some kind of a um, a, a weekend or a day or an evening or a couple of hours where we order some food and we sit and we we look at these things on a regular basis. We dissect it, discuss it, and see what we can learn. So you bring all that, these. No, I'm not no, no, um, let, let me put in there. I'm going to totally disagree with that. I mean, just like how you have the award, every year they have maybe certain award to give out certain things. We need to have the West Indies Award from when these guys was playing, so people can see these guys know who, because yes. what happened long time ago, we never used to see nothing on television. Everybody listened. It's just like, yes. I'm at the park, and this guy was saying, oh, Viv Richard is a woofer, because then he gone, he was going to wicket, then he gone 50, and he gone 60, 100. And that thing eat me out, and I get a tape. And I brought the tape to the, to the, to the, 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 um, the field that was playing, and I played it. I said, look on that tape. Show me the woofer who you would see that you call a woofer. That means like a bar beater that's like beat every bar. Look and see the classical shot. From the time he watched the tape, he never said another word again. But we need to have something that we know what these guys do. Not just like at the award. Every year, I mean, you give these guys an award for something to so the whole Caribbean. You have it at one, one country. All these ex-players is there, and they come up and get awards or something, so we can know exactly what these guys do. Because if you're gonna say, um, just give out a little, watch a little tape or something with these guys, it's not gonna work like that. You have it on television, just like what these other countries do. You have it on television, and everybody know about it, and everybody sit down and watch the great things, and you can show clips of the great things that these guys do from all these years coming up. 
and I believe a lot of people would have really, really appreciate it and really appreciate our players more because our players from the Caribbean do not recognize by we, the people of the Caribbean. We more recognized by the foreign country, England, Australia. If you talk, I'm going to go back to Vivridge. If you talk about Vivridge in, in, in my country, uh, yeah, yeah. But if you go England and Australia, it's just like he is, he is cricket. You understand? So we don't really put down unless we really see something from um, from 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 somebody else to put like as I say an award and just present something for these guys for everybody to really see and give these guys something for what they have done. It's only take a little choice that money, take a little as the the, the same award where they give on the trophy or whatever they call it, they give on um, these musical awards and all kind of stuff. Show something like that for say that we really appreciate for what you guys been through or what you guys did for us in the past. Yeah, one other point I want to cover, if we finish with this topic, I want to ask Jason. Jason, yeah. is live ball-by-ball ball commentary dead? You know, in my, my youth, I used to love to hear Dickie Watnaga. Is he dead? And I used to like to hear Roy Lawrence. I used to like to hear Rafi Knowles. I John Allen. Alan McGilvery. Um, and and they, they, they bring so much joy to you when they describe a boundary. These days, you see it in TV. is not the same. You tell me. Is, is, uh, is commentary, radio commentary dead? Or there is no money in it? It's too different. Not really. The few things are very important to understand with the technology development. You go to any country, any part of the world, you will see radios are gone. Now the kids are, which brings the internet into their hands and their primary interest with the recent research is looking at graphics, or the videos. They are not willing to stick with this audio-only version. So that's the demesis. That's number one. Number two, in the cricket, uh, there is a multiple things happening, and because of that, radio commentary is dying. This ball-by-ball commentary on the uh, radio is, I would say, it's a waste of time. That's how the fans feel. For two reasons. Number one, the first we have to understand what it takes on a radio commentary or the TV commentary. So if you understand the radio commentary, means the listener has absolutely no clue what's happening on the field because does not have the video to see. The radio commentators, just like the old days, they like to explain each and everything what happened on the field so the listener can portray or imagine how this thing is happening on the ground. So that was the beauty. Some of the commentators used to go in the detail, too much depth in a context to bring the fans attached to the radio. That was the beauty. Video is a completely different version. The fan who is listening on the TV, I will say, has already can see the performance with their own eyes. They know exactly what happened. So now because of that, commentators has to do something different 
to make it more impactful on any moment when these viewers are watching. Unfortunately, some listeners don't like me. The next statement, what I say, <laughs> they need to change the commentators. Mm. Nowadays, what we are looking at is bunch of ex-cricket players coming into and start talking commentary. And some of them are yeah. barely sticking with it. It's like what they did, how they did, or what they can do. Yeah. We don't care. Can you just <laughs> explain to me what exactly happening in the game? Yeah. And if you are a good expert, can you do add something so the listeners or viewers can be more knowledgeable about the game rather than you talking yeah. your old stories? And the yeah. number third is the worst. I don't see these commentators today's world coming where they are giving sort, some sort of instruction where the next generation can be interested or learn something out of it. And because of that, I will say this uh, radio commentary is uh, getting bad image because people think we watching this video. These commentators are explaining what happened on the ground. If they are explaining this much, what else the radio gonna talk to us, right? So that is the setback out there. But I will say, ball by commentary is almost going away. And now, if you look at it, I can tell you there's another version which people has not uh, shown interest. But I will say, in the women's cricket, I was reading this uh, one uh, groups. Uh, uh, based research, there is a more streaming comments going on than the commentators can provide. I mean, there is a lots of sources where the ball by ball accent has been be logged or enter into the computer with the streaming, so people can know the score. So that is a completely a different version. It does not have audio does not have video, but involves the digital media, which is the smartphones and computers, and people are getting hooked to that particular trend. Mm -hmm. Anyone else want to say anything before we ask Dennis to summarize for us? Anyone else? Yeah. Anything? Oh, by the way, by the way, before somebody jump in, I'd like to give you the, some good news. It's a breaking news for today. Yeah, but I'd okay. like to give you... I give you news as a part of Cricket Hall of Fame, where I'm also a board member. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, today we announced that Sachin Tendulkar will be inducted in Cricket Hall of Fame USA as of October 1st, which is the next induction ceremony. And with the guard, means the legend, we're going to mm -hmm. have three notable legendary cricketers will be inducted. One is Sivnaran Chandrapal from Guyana, West Indies. And then we have a Moin Khan, the former wicketkeeper, mm -hmm. uh, during that 1992 World Cup team. And then also, I know you will be excited, Sir Richie Richardson, who did not make it last year, but yes. looks like he has come this year. So these four legends will be on stage this year in uh, uh, scheduled to be... What Hartford, was the last Nadi name? Kat. I didn't get the last name. Richie, Sir Richie, Richie, Richie Richardson. Which is, okay, 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 get it, get yeah. it, get it, okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those, those are the big things happening, and while we are making uh, 
enough noise and impact worldwide in USA cricket. Uh, these are the good development happening where we can uh, draw a lot of attention about what the cricket does. And uh, hopefully I'm willing to contribute some uh, uh, video show interview for cricket show also if time permits. Thank you so much. Um, Dennis, so, your time so, wait, is it that I'm inducted in the Hall of Fame in the U.S.? In the U.S.? Yes. Yes. Chanda Paul, Kendukar, Richardson, and the other persons who? Um, Moin Khan. Khan. Moin Khan. Moin Khan. From, 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 from Pakistan. 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 Yes. Yep. Okay. Dennis, summarize for us, please. Oh. Okay. Um, Gentlemen, so at, at, ladies, at, at uh, least at least I can say con tell Richie congratulations for uh, to 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 be inducted in the Hall of Fame of the USA, right? Say yeah, nothing. Right. Say nothing. No, but he 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 spoke. He should have known. He spoke to me before that he wasn't okay. Was, okay. Wasn't able to do it last year because of the commitment he had. Oh oh, so, oh oh yes, I remember. I remember. Yeah, he said on he discussed on the program. Okay, yes. so he knows about it, right? Okay. Yes, we, we still have a challenge. We still have a challenge this year because uh, I just see a uh, schedule from CPL that they are targeting a final in Guyana on September 30, and we have induction ceremony on October 1st in Hartford, Connecticut. So I'm not sure about the Richie Richardson assignment for the CPL as a match referee, if there is any. And Tinar uh, okay. and Paul is uh, coaching the Jamaica Talawas. Mm -hmm. So I will say it's a wait and watch to see how it makes progress. And uh, closer to the induction ceremony, we will be knowing who is physically coming, right? Well, yeah. well, we uh, know that everybody is going to Zoom. Can be done yeah. No, Zoom. no, no. They no. <laughs> did it only once. They only did it once for me, I will say, in 2019. Otherwise, the policy is simple. You must be present to be inducted. You must be present to be inducted. That's correct. Well, why, why don't we okay. ask Dennis to give us a brief summary of what we discussed, just for the persons like Simon who weren't on the show before. So, Dennis, give us a breakdown. You know, you have a photogenic memory. Go Leon, we've been fortunate to... Um, discuss some of these great happenings to cricket over the last just several weeks. And the most momentous of them today, of course, is the fact that Australia won their seventh ICC Women's Cricket World Cup with a 71-run victory over England. The, um, IC, the, women's, the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup has been a feast for the eyes with incredible flying catches, joyous celebrations, and the birth of new stars in women's cricket. And it has been a World Cup celebrating motherhood's determination and skill. And thank for Evans, we have the next one to look forward to. It is not over yet. We discuss the West Indies Championship, which will resume on May the 18th. And of course, we have a new addition to the West Indies Championship where if a team has a player ruled out due to a positive COVID test, they can request to use a player from another team or from a pool. And of course, these matches for the West Indies when it re next round will be carried by ball-by-ball -ball streamed 
on the West Indies Cricket YouTube channel, and it'll also be streamed live in India on Fan Code. We you know the West Indies is due to um, tour Pakistan later on in June to play three ODIs. We have some more series. West Indies will be in Netherlands in May and June, New Zealand in Ireland, India in Ireland, South Africa in India in July, and Ireland in South Africa in August, India women in England in September. Of course, we also looked at the progress of the ITL, and we find it very, very interesting that, and that some of the performers are not quite there yet, but we have been told that there are factors affecting why they're not there. So all in all, we've enjoyed the uh, program with some of those that I've just mentioned in our summary. That's it. Back to you, Leon. Thank you so much. Briefly, Jatna, your final thought, followed by Simon, Virgil, afterwards. Yes, good evening, everybody. Uh, be safe, take care. It was a great show again. And uh, let's congratulate Australia to their winning World Cup. Happy for them again. Yes, indeed. And let's progress, continuous progress on women's cricket. And uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you m- very much. Again. Thank you so much. Simon, your time to say bye-bye to all your fans around the world. Yes, and um, come to the end of this show, a lovely show as usual. Learned quite a lot. I'm sure everybody in the panel did learn something new each night. That's why I come on the show to learn from you ladies and gentlemen who know the game so well that we go love so well. Have a wonderful week all. Be safe. And see you back here on the radio at 6 o'clock next week, Sunday. Have a wonderful week, all, and be safe. Thank you so much, Simon. Virgil, your time. Okay, and, yeah, congratulations to Australia women who win the World Cup for say, the third time. No. Marvelous game. These, these girls play, I mean, outstanding. It's just something amusing to see a watch. Um, and it only can get better. Just like the commercials, I think one of the commercials when they advertise, they said um, the woman is there to take over. And I believe you, it's going to happen, man. These girls really perform, and that's what we really want to see. So I'm happy for them. And for the CPL in the Caribbean this year with the woman um, three-team joining, I'm really happy for that and hope these girls can um, perform a lot better so we can have more cricket out of this woman because it's very entertaining to watch these girls play. And to all the listeners all over the world, I hope you enjoy the show tonight, and we're looking forward again with you next week. Thank you, and good night to all. Good night. How about you, Jason? Yeah, thank you, all listeners. That's a wonderful show again this evening. And uh, let's have a good week, and uh, probably I'll be back next weekend. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Mertries, I forgot you. Why don't you say bye-bye to all your friends and well wishes around the world? <laughs> I almost forgot you. Mertries? <laughs> all right. Good night, all, and have a good, productive week. Amen. Thank yeah. you so much for your presence. Okay. How about you, Mr. Keith? You're very hot yes, tonight. Uh, You're very hot uh, tonight. Uh, the final word 
the final word for tonight, courtesy of Michael Chambers and the winning stroke. It is very important that athletes learn from their experiences by watching reruns of previous games. Athletes who spend time dreaming, meditating, and focusing on upcoming events usually produce excellent performances. And that's the final word for me for tonight, courtesy of Michael Chambers and the winning stroke. Back to you. Thank you so much. Audley, you Final thoughts? And we know you have. Yep. Uh, yeah, just give a little shout out to um, all of you know, people have been listening, um, the listeners for this evening. We're just happy to have you. And um, go on out and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Be careful um, still. Um, be cautious as you go about doing your business. And before I leave, I uh, just want to leave a word with you to let you know that action is the foundational key to all success. So it doesn't matter what you have planned in your head unless you take action. It's going nowhere. All right? We'll talk to you next yeah. week, God willing. Have a great yeah, day. Did I bring... Oh, JT has left us. Right, indeed. Okay, so it has been a pleasure indeed. It was a real privilege. And I hope the folks might have enjoyed it all over the world. I don't know if Jetsner's friends were able to hear us, but I assume they can always go back in the archive and pull up the whole show. Uh, Thank all who have participated, those who listened, and those who contributed in any way, in any form. We're grateful for your presence and your contribution. May God continue to bless you and keep you. See you on the radio next week. You've got to say good night to Mr. Mr. McKenzie. We have seen you on the radio. Get up and be with us next week. Good night, all. Here is the trade winds. Trade wins. Oh no. What's happening to my come on, trade wins? You're messing up?
Come, let me lick down the 